welcome to a journey through time and stuff. Time and stuff, yeah. You've never been on a journey like this before. Time and stuff time. Time for the stuff to happen. Time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is Aaron. Hey, I'm Jason. And this is episode 15 of the second season. And today, oh, man, we have such an amazing guest with us. Um, Someone who I personally heard, I know Jason did as well, and probably many of you listening out there, you heard them playing through the formative years, especially if you're some of our Alaskan listeners, man, these... Everything that you're about to hear is probably going to be a cool little memory lane trip for you. I know it will for us. Um, we have the amazing Steve Holt in the house. Hello. How we doing, gang? Heck yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> welcome, to our, welcome to our little studio, man. Yeah. It's dynamite, man. I like it already. Cozy. Everything's good. Has, yeah. Have the nice little feels. It even says man cave, and so you know it's official. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> cool, man. So how have things been with you guys lately? I know you, uh, how'd your last tour go oh it was fantastic Europe. yeah we were opening for uh Bury tomorrow which is a uk band who's really killer and uh played in front of big crowds so it was great yeah did couldn't, you couldn't mm-hmm. complain yeah the, every how, show was just fantastic where how many places how many shops did you what did we do man we did it was uh, all of europe and uh uk i think there were seven in uk and then the rest were just a, a standard europe run and they were anywhere from a thousand seaters to three thousand seaters. So yeah, just right in the wheelhouse where it's Whoa. it's great. Yeah. It's great. How, what was this? How many times have you done a run around there? Now? Oh man, that do you think for you? It's a guess would be like ten, eleven, twelve, somewhere somewhere in there. So a Whoa. lot of times, yeah. That's awesome. Every other year since two thousand. So yeah, it's around ten probably. I would guess. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It it's, it's yeah, fun watching cool. you guys online. It's, it's, and like, it's so much fun. Yeah, seeing so you guys fun. like, oh, we saw you guys a couple of years ago or whatever. And I don't know. It seems like Yeah, it's are, cool. Yeah. At this point, we run into a lot of the same people in the yeah. same towns, you know, and yeah. you do the same things. You're like, oh, let's go to that same bar and meet for this certain drink or, you know, whatever, uh, that kind of thing, which is cool. Yeah. It, it must be pretty nice to feel that now after all of the. Yeah. I mean, when you're younger time. and you first go over there, you're a little bit uncomfortable. You're in random some random foreign countries and you're like all right this is a little weird and uh, then you know when you start getting those tours ready and you start getting emails and stuff from people like yeah we're gonna meet you there and there and blah, blah, blah. it's just like all right we're seeing old family now yeah. so you know now it's real comfortable going to some strange places that's beautiful <laughs> yeah man. that's beautiful what uh what do you think uh oh let's give a cheers here real quick we yeah. have a yeah. customary cheers uh for all you out there listening cheers along with us if you have a drink ready mm-hmm. uh we have back in the house monkey shoulder uh it's been a while since we've had this fine Mm -hmm. scotch blend itself in the house um it used to be a staple of us for probably the first 50 60 episodes that we did um yeah it was a staple and we went away to other stuff and did a lot of we've had a couple uh scotch tastings that we've done on the show where but oh nice a buddy his comes over and brings like six seven different bottles of all Mm. like highland scotch lowland scotch and talks about where they're from and talks you know yeah what it's, side they're from it, it's, it's cool. pretty good that's it's perfect pretty... when we're in scotland actually mm-hmm. there was this promoter well we still get them a lot but there was a certain promoter that always brought us killer bottles of scotch over when we were in scotland every time it was like a gift you know for from the uh, promoter <laughs> oh wow killer but you know every time <laughs> you just have those i think i still have some of the bottles at home because i just kept them for that must be another little whatever. glorious thing is just experiencing all the not mm-hmm. only not only alcohols around but foods as well and just kind of yeah 
you know. Yeah, that, where, absolutely. So I was going to ask, where's where's one of your favorite cities to v- just visit when you're on tour? Like, what city do you look forward to in all around Europe? And then secondly, what's one of your favorite, like, I just got to eat this when I'm there. Like, do you have one, do you have one of those things? <laughs> you know, it's weird because most people would have picked something a little exotic, but... Mm-hmm. My favorite thing, my favorite town, or my, I have to go country because I, and I just love the UK and nice. I, I'm not sure why, because it's a, well, not that there's anything wrong with Portland, but it's a lot like Portland. It rains a lot. It's always like this type of, yeah, Yeah. it's gloomy and shit, Mm -hmm. but it's like a really, really cool place. And the people there are fantastic and not that they're not anywhere else, but I just always love there. It feels like a second home almost at this point. Does it? Yeah, the UK does. does. It really does. Is it, is it maybe just because, you know, not so much of a language barrier or, or maybe their attitudes more. Do you feel like you fit in with a little more of their, like, cause you know, the, the, UK pe- British people in general, the, but people from the UK just have kind of like a they're stuck on an island, man. Yeah. There's a there's a kind of feeling and a sense of humor. Like it's almost like when you met people from Kodiak. Yeah, you totally. Just, you kind of just get this feeling like you you just don't quite have the 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 able to, the ability to travel out. So you cr- yeah. create this. Yeah, I mean it's got that vibe. There, there's just something about it, and I don't know what it is, but when I'm there. I know that I always feel cozy, you know. I'm like, That's all right, beautiful. this is the jam. This is this is yeah. cool. Yeah. And uh, what were we talking? What was the other thing? Food. Food. What's the one thing when you when you're like when you're getting ready, you guys? All right, we're doing another Europe trip. What are you like? Oh, I can't wait till I go to this place and eat this thing. So this is crazy. So when I when I tour, mm. I'm always kind of uh, a bit antsy, we'll say. Okay. So I don't eat a lot. Gotcha. What I gather up when I'm on the road over there is there's one from the uk called smash but what it is is it's like uh idaho spuds so i don't eat most of the day because of a nerves just traveling and blah 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 blah. i don't know a a multitude of things of course of course and so i'm not like a big eater i don't smoke weed either yeah so it's not like i'm always hungry Uh, (laughs) yeah i don't know how that equates but But well, anyway, that, so that I just does help. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah, it you does, know. It does. You know. So, but yeah. So I always just gather these smashes or Idaho spuds and whatever, and then after the show, I'll eat just big vats of that fake mashed potato stuff. That's it. You look forward to smash. That's it. That's, that's fucking crazy. You <laughs> buy a couple boxes. You know, you're going to be in a few other countries. Why yeah, not have yeah. it? You just take it with you. Yeah. Besides that, if I we're. Me and our uh, our guitar our guitar tech is actually our, like our stage manager. So he just does everything, and uh, we always go look up Irish pubs. So we're always looking for Guinness, which is my favorite beer. Yep, yep. And we're always cool. looking up, you know, looking for Irish stew, cottage pie, all that stuff. So if we find that, that'll chat one, which is pretty much mashed potatoes with a little bit of lamb in it and some yeah. gravy, and you're good to go. So it's the same that's, thing. That's fucking you know. Awesome, and if I can't man. find that, then I go with the smash in, in yeah. the bus, and you're good to yeah. go. That's fucking great, man. Well, one th- one thing that's cool is is you're from the peninsula. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Born and raised there? I was born in Fairbanks. Moved okay. down there when I was six months old. So, yeah. But basically. Yeah. And, and you're a North Rotor guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. When I went to the... Well, I'm a, I'm a Kenai guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I went out there for a couple years of high school. All my friends were from the North Road. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. I wasn't sure if you lived in Kenai or Nikiski, which way that was. Yep. But I'm actually, uh, me and my best friend Davis are right in, we're right by Strawberry Road. So oh, oh, yeah. Okay. okay. We lived on Strawberry Road for a game. Oh, no years. kidding. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we, yeah. One of the first places that we actually started rooming in, in like 2009, was yeah. it? One of the first yep. places we actually like 
legit roommated, but we were paying for the place we were living at. Not, <laughs> not just happened to be living at someone else's house together in as well. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I think that was like 2009 down Strawberry. Yeah. Road. So mm-hmm. I was on. Uh, Jace was right across from Strawberry. I lived on Eagle Rock, and then right up Sandpiper. So that's right where I lived. That's yeah. cool, man. That's where I grew yeah. up. Yeah. Since I was one, so that's that's fucking great, man. Yeah, yeah. I was a I was a Kasilov kid, and you just kind of you were primarily I was kinda everywhere. Primarily uh, K Beach in the later Sterling, years, right? Sterling one through you know sixth grade, and then yeah, K Beach, cool. and then yeah, I went to Skyview. That's later, awesome, but, man. Yeah. And and so you, you we're probably all related, shit, dude. I, well, I, at, <laughs> we at know least, people that at know least people. definitely that's saw, for sure. Yeah, at least definitely saw the same people. Um, and so when uh, growing up there, what what kind of got you? Well. Yeah, what kind of got you into wanting to play music? Because for for us, there's it's not like people living in Portland or living anywhere else where there's always bands coming through, yeah. and you get to see these people play. We're kind of, re- especially in the '80s and '90s, man, isolated, just finding your way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so what what kind of drove you into that? Well, I so I'm trying to think. I went through a bunch of different phases, but I think what got me into music was. I must have been, I'm trying to think of what age I would have been. Anyway, early teens, I would say 12, 13, whatever. Sure. I got into skating and BMX. And a lot, oh, mostly awesome. skating, though, yeah. came along music with it. And I, mm. uh, me and my closest friends all hung out with kids that were two to three years older than us, which Did. isn't a big deal now. Mm-hmm. But when you're young. When you're 12, a 15-year-old is an adult. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like that's and when you're a you know when you're a freshman, a senior oh, yeah. is like you whoa. know oh jam. seniors are crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like whoa. So me and my uh, closest friend Sunrise and Davis, but all of us, we were just all skater kids, and uh, the people that we hung out with mostly, you know, along with skating came music. So I got way into punk rock at a very early age. So you know, yeah. it's like Black Flag and you know just all gotcha. that stuff. of course. And so I think that's what started it. I remember I got my first guitar when I was like 12 or something. My parents were very into us playing music, which was we're, cool. Uh, yeah. Excellent. They, okay, they yeah. weren't like, oh, what are you doing with your life? My parents are like, I don't know. They're partiers. Same. Uh, same. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. They're like, yeah, man, play rock and roll. You know, they'd get drunk and watch us play. Uh, anyway, so that's how it started. I think it was skating and... uh the music that came with it. And I got into punk rock first. And then obviously slowly that became Metallica. And once yeah. you're listening to Metallica and playing guitar, your life changes like everyone that's absolutely. close to our age. You it, go, Oh my absolutely God, I need to learn to play every riff and you do. Yeah. And yeah, that's how it started. And then I think my last three years of high school, I played a ton of guitar and I decided that I was going to be in a band, moved to Anchorage shortly after I graduated and then uh, ended up up there and, trying to start bands and be in yeah. bands you know? yeah that's right. fucking amazing that's fucking um so when d- did you try and do it on the peninsula or you just did read the kind of guy that just sat there and crushed the guitar and just got internally good you know not trying it's the only reason i went directly to, to anchorage was because like i said i was hanging out with all my closest friends were kids that were two years at mm. minimum older than I was. Like so I they said, graduated Jace, ahead of you they and they were already up there. Yeah. Got and it. I was okay. like, all right, I'll go up there. And actually the dude drew who is sunrise's older brother is in a band with me now, which is Coke Wolf, which is like a, I, I saw that. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. Sweet. It's like an early eighties, like kind of throwback thing. It's not a throwback because it's actually the stuff that I would play right now. If I was starting a new band, you know? Uh, yeah. 
like Sweet. 36 has, I don't want to say outgrown me because I write music for that band and I love everything about it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I was a starter band now, it would be totally different than that. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Which is, is a strange yeah, the, thing. Well, well I, 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 it might sound strange to someone who's not a musician, yeah. but to someone who's a musician and puts years into a passion project, you always develop these side things in your brain that you, you know, as, as a guitar player or a musician in general, I guess you don't, you don't only sit in one pocket of loving music and that's the only music you love forever. As you progress in music, whether your ability or playing or listening to or getting exposed to, you always grow into bigger pockets. And as a musician, you want to play those things too. And so, you know, uh, me and him will sit here and write off the wall, like kind of tongue in cheek country songs because it's fun to use some of those chord structures and scales and build stuff and you, you know i wouldn't write that for my band right now yeah but, totally but no i get you i get you that's cool so um were you what what was the band that you were in before 36 that one was called broke and that's broke actually, okay yep. yeah broke. and that's, that's actually right. got drew who's the singer of coke wolf now it's pretty much 36 i mean it's mick kyle and me and now drew okay so it's pretty much 36 but just with a different singer but doing a completely different genre of what's happening but yeah and it's super fun it's it's like a blast um what the 36 is stuff too but i get into a certain mode when i'm writing for 36 they're they're different they're almost different sides of your brain it is it it is so far apart it's it's weird and i have to like really get in that mode to write for that mode it's so strange that's good that's good um yeah, it, it's, well, it's fun, you know, like for me, um, Bitterness the Star kind of changed my world on what kids from Alaska could do. Mm. When that came out, and I, 2000, right? Wasn't that 2000, Bitterness? Yeah, I, I want to say it was probably February of 2001 is when the actual drop date was. Okay. I might be wrong on Okay, it, yeah. yeah. W- w- whether it was, you know, I was eighth grade, ninth grade, somewhere yeah. right in that range. And I hadn't yet... You know, I think I was at there. I was just starting to learn to play guitar, mm-hmm. which I'm a bass player now. But I, you know, almost everybody starts on guitar, right? Um, and I was like, these guys are from Alaska, mm-hmm. and they're doing stuff that sounds like this. Like, you know, I had Metallica in this hand, and all of a sudden, Thirty Six was in this hand, and like, it, it was a it was a holy shit moment for me. And then right after that, you guys released Snowcapped, and yeah dude do you do you look back on that time and does that feel like a different time it does i mean i actually emotionally and physically feel the same about it because i mean it's kind of like you get a lot of the question of uh, what is your favorite record and for me it's always like the newest one because i just yeah, poured yeah, my yeah, entire okay. soul into yeah. it by the way lanterns is fucking amazing cool cool dude. thank you very much i've eaten the shit alive that's awesome man. Yeah. that's awesome but i mean at the time i didn't think i mean i guess it's like this we were you know probably 20 21 years old i you know somewhere in that range but we it wasn't like we knew people down here we were the ones that said all right, we're dropping everything. We're jumping in a van, which is what we did. We threw everything in a trailer and drove down the Alcan and moved to Seattle first, which was overrun with 
bands because oh, yeah. of the whole Nirvana era and you know mm-hmm. the whole grunge thing. And but we were the ones that did it. Everyone talked about it like, ah, we're gonna, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and every band in Anchorage thought they were better than us and you know not that it was a competition i'm just saying like everyone's I, just going off screw you guys i hope I, I hope people really take that to heart because everybody has these little internal monologues especially when you're playing with a lot of other bands in your area mm-hmm. yeah you get this like even though you're not casting shit on them you just kind of have these things like oh we're better than them or they're better than yeah. us or like we're doing things a little more this way and it, it's funny to build those relationships in your head as a musician yeah yeah and it's Mm -hmm. funny because there was a even a lot of people from the anchorage music scene who literally shit on us when we were opening for them when we were first starting as 36 and it's funny now how they react to it you know it's there's like a lot of bitterness and anger to almost towards us which is i'm like uh Uh, okay sorry that your band wasn't good it's not my fault you know i I didn't cause that but you know Uh, people uh, that's the way human nature is or whatever well you also had you also had the drive on top of it right you you all wanted to do it yeah that was a that was the biggest thing right you were same page absolutely and on top of that is just the luck factor so and you guys would know because you guys are in bands when you're starting a band and even when you're in a band and you know certain dudes are flaking and they're gone and they're gone finding that right roster is a tough thing and ours fairly fell together almost naturally like it wasn't longer than a year before we were like this is the lineup what wasn't it off wasn't off the reunion or the the it was the broke thing the broke thing yep yep so we did the broke thing and when uh Mm -hmm. jd or or, i mean when uh duane our uh drummer died then we Mm -hmm. did a reunion thing and then jd was in 36 for a while but noonan drummed then right yeah that was the first time you played with him all of us played together yeah so Mm -hmm. and that's funny on the on the uh on the benefit show, which was uh, when Dwayne died, it was Thomas on drum. It was 36, but Drew, who's in Coke Wolf, yeah. and Brock, who's in 36, obviously, mm-hmm. both singing. So they both traded off like different songs. I think oh, wow. they even did a couple together. But anyway, that was the That's first amazing, time yeah. that group of people played together. We were like, wow, this is great. And mm-hmm. so it just kind of fell in line at that time. Wow. Yeah, very strange. So there was, the I, I think the first time... I saw you guys play. It was on the peninsula. It was. It had to have been ninety. Oh God! It was some. I. I think they called it Summer Slam or something like that. But it was over, off. It was like over by the canneries, down on the beach, almost. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, God, what they? You know, I had to have been ninety, ninety eight, ninety nine, something. Right in that range. Think about that. What would that have been? And I know exactly what you're talking about. We played over at uh, Dragnet. Yeah, right right off there, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, it was a blast, too. I remember all the boats pulled up behind us. Yep, yep. I kept looking back there. There was a bunch of dudes on boats. I was like, what's up, dudes? Yeah, no, no, yeah, that was, (laughs) so that was, that was, that was the first, I mean, that was the first anything that I ever saw. And that, that's 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, a long time. Isn't that wild? (laughs) It's super wild. Because in my head... Even to this day, I feel like I'm still starting the band out. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for. Does every new record feel like that? Oh yeah, it's insane. You're starting over. Do you get anxious? Yeah, I still think we're going to be big, even though I know the (laughs) music industry is a bust. You know, there's no way to make it at this point. (laughs) Other, but okay. Oh man. To 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 an outsider, to me and everything I've aspired aspired to be, 
to me, you guys have made it. Oh, I 100% agree. Yeah, I, I yeah, I couldn't. Do, do you feel that? I do. I mean, I set out and did everything I wanted to do. You played South Africa. Yeah, a couple I mean, times. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. I mean, we've traveled the entire world, played in front of amazing people, mm. uh, and I, I guess every band says it, but I, we seriously have special fans. Yeah, people that you, are dude, still following us to this day are like dedicated people. Thirty six mm-hmm. fans yeah. are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like they're just like, oh, I just heard these guys are kind of cool. They either like us or they don't. Mm-hmm. And the ones that come to the yeah. shows are nuts for us, which is yeah. cool. All that <sighs> is great. I have never had health insurance. Yeah, I don't own a house. I don't own a car. That's it. I'm broke right now. Yeah, yeah. No, dude. I <laughs> but same I've, here, I've man. done everything that a working man didn't get to do. So mm-hmm. you're taking this or you're taking that. That, you know, and that pick, is the reason. Poison, that's you the know? reason I play music, man. Is because yeah. I, I, you know, I see a lot of people measure success by the amount of shit they own. Yeah, and and I, I, I sincerely feel in my heart it's about what you do. Yeah, not what you own. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and. Not that I'm like, you know, some kind of vagabond or something, but I kind of am, but that's never been important to me. Like I was telling you guys when I just got here, I haven't owned a car since 2004. That's 15 years ago. That's brilliant, man. And and it's just weird, you know? Yeah. 45 year old man don't don't have a car. Okay. So, so you have, but when was the last time you actually drove anything? Uh, I drive all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't own anything. (laughs) There's no point in like insuring it, licensing it and doing all that. And then Mm. just being on tour half the year and then in Alaska for the other half. Yeah. And then I'm sporadically in through Portland doing whatever. If I'm here for a long period of time, it's writing a record. So. Right. Are you guys doing that now? Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Compiling ideas. Yeah, I have a bunch of a bunch of thirty six stuff. I'm mostly right now focused Coke on Wolf. doing the Coke Wolf thing. Because we got eight songs that are done, but now I'm getting all the boys on it and actually recording it pro. We're just gonna put it out on vinyl and call it good, you know. Are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let us know. We'll pick one up. Oh yeah, dude. By please, the end of the year, we'll please. have it done. We're let us do know. like little bundles with t shirts and hoodies and all we'll, that. We'll, kind of we'll, we'll definitely buy one, man. Let yeah, us know. Totally. And I would love for you, Baltus, all you guys to yeah, sign totally, it. Totally. Um so let, really cool. So yeah, I let's <clears throat> jump forward a little bit. I guess, you know, you uh Mick left in what, like twenty two thousand six, two thousand seven? Something yep. like that. Yep, that sounds um, right. And then we got to a chance to play with you guys in twenty twelve at Hooligans. In Alaska, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize until I was obviously doing research and looking wiki and stuff like that about you guys. That was one of the first shows after Baltus joined and Mick came back. Yeah, when you guys were doing that Alaska run, I had no idea. Yeah, absolutely. That that, that was also kind of so. What what has it felt like since then? Like for for you guys, do do you feel um, like this? I mean, this is you now. For, yeah, it, I mean, it's a weird comparison because Thomas was, not that Kyle isn't, but Thomas was such an, an influential oh, part I, of I, the writing oh, in the oh, beginning yeah. of 36. You can hear it. So me every... and him would sit and really just like look at each other until we hated each other and made a rad song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Whereas, I mean, me and Kyle still do that same thing. But not to that degree. Like, I'm just older, have less angst. Kyle's just a badass drummer. I can be like, I want this vibe, and he can do it 
instantly. I mean, the kid's yeah. amazing. Isn't drummer. it wild? It's it's insane. Yeah, and he plays guitar better than I do. It's like, uh, what the hell's wrong with? <laughs> he this was kid? over. We, he came, he's been over here a couple times, and and he was over here, and he just picked up this this and he just started fucking shredding. And we're like, Are you, yeah, you're what doing <laughs> that as well? I'll Crazy. Be, I'll be showing kid. him a new riff, and I'll be like, dude, check this out. And I got this idea, and he's like, you should play it like this. Up. And I'm just like. <sighs> Great kids nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's the same what? thing. Like we were just talking about skateboarding and BMX and all that. Oh God, what are they doing these days? Uh, can you they're believe like this it? Big and they're jumping bikes, doing back seven twenties, huge too. They're back just... then, you got a killer tabletop. You went and drank a hams, and you were good to go, man. Did you that did, did you do a lot of park stuff or flatland stuff? I was always a street skater, and I was always just a dirt, BMX dirt jumper. That's dirt. it. Oh, yeah. dirt, dirt or street. I, gotcha. I was. I didn't even do a lot of street because I was like, when once the pegs came out on the side and you're doing, I was like, no, I just dirt jump. Yeah, all yeah. all my yeah. dudes, the Dirt Brothers. I don't know if you know who they are. <sighs> dirt Sounds Brothers, so familiar, man. So like, man, this is old, like '80s. So like Vic Murphy, Carla Wick, who's still up there. Um, there's just a bunch of them. And it was all dirt jumping. They ended up moving to San Diego, winning a bunch of street competitions, just wow. doing crazy dirt dump stuff. And so that was pretty badass. That was my first time where I was like, oh, you can get out of Alaska and do something real. Sure. And that, like, I think influenced me a little bit. Like, oh, you're not just stuck up here yeah. doing your thing and no one notices, you know, <sighs> which is crazy. But those boys, yeah. So they went down to San Diego, won a bunch of competitions and started doing that shit. Yeah. Dirt jumping was the jam. That but was back it. then you were just doing. Heck yeah. Big air, you know, huge. But now it's just like well, it's, insane. It's, it's funny. Like, it's funny. You know, I when when I was a kid and and you know my mom would work in Soldatna or you know I'd go to Keen whatever and you'd bring your bike with you and then you just ride around town all day on your bike and literally on every corner or on every sidewalk when there was any grass next to it you would just find this trail. Yeah. And you would just see these little digits stuck out, just yeah. just this width of a tire, sweet little jump, and just a sweet little <laughs> jump, and 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 you'd make you might have the chance to make one yourself that would stay, yeah. but you could just ride around all day, and pretty soon going through town, you'd know that I okay, I go through this block, I hit this jump over oh, here, yeah. get in the parking lot on this side, I can cruise down it's this hill, literally really fast. a long course, and yeah. it's, and and, yeah. the, and Soldatna turned into a long course, you know, and I don't see that here at all mm. i i no. look I, I i'll be sitting there you know driving a car or even riding the bus and like looking at a sidewalk and see this perfect little court like grassy knoll that i know if i was going fast enough you could clear that whole corner oh, and land on the sidewalk on the <laughs> other side right and i and i look for there's no bike tracks where's the tire track yeah. where's the tire track <laughs> to hit those so this is the same frame of thought because i do that same thing if i see those i'm like Where's that? Where's the landing ramp for yeah. that one? Yeah. But mm -hmm. it's the same thing. So me and Mickey, bass player Mickey, yeah. the bear, uh, we paint on the side. So when we're home, there's some paint jobs. We go do them. Mm. But you'll be over at somebody's house taking a shit, and you look up, and you're like, that is an awful cut-in, man. Who the fuck did that work? Anyway, you start looking <laughs> at paint jobs, and you're like, who did this? This is awful. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's just like so weird. Yeah. But yeah, whatever you're How, thinking about, you think about it. Have you a been lot. a painter for a while? Did you ever do that like as a job job or so when we moved here in ninety six into Portland, that's what the first thing I started doing and that's how I got into it. And now uh we got a boss who's a odd fellow. <laughs> but he lets us come and go as we please, you know, when we're not here, he's hiring uh 
you know, $2 an hour dudes. Anyway, so yeah, when we're here, he's like, okay, the boys are back. We can get a bunch of shit done really quickly. And so, look good. Yeah, yeah, and everything's killer. I mean, and so we can go make a... A, a good amount of money and do it in a, good, in a quick fashionly time and, yeah, every, and yeah. everything's fine. So, and I've been doing that with the same dude for just about as long as I've been in this band, probably 20 years, about five years less. Really? Yeah. Since and do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy it? I do, man. Cause you're outside, you're in mm. the sun, you're doing something. It's very musical in the fact that you start, you get to a house, you go, Oh, man, it's in rough this, shape. This thing's rough, dude. We got to power wash this. We got to prep it. We got to do all the things. You get done with it. Homeowners go, oh, my God, thank you. I didn't think it would ever look this good. Blah, blah, blah. It's a satisfying job. Yeah. So you start at, you know, with a junker. You get done with a beautiful piece of work, and you go, oh, all right, my work is done here. That is so crazy. It's close to, you, close you, to music writing. You literally just spoke to me a little bit. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do aftermarket shit on trucks. So I take a stock truck, lift it, put bumpers on it, winch on it, gotcha. light bar across the top, drop down, you know, all that type of shit. Yeah. That's what I do. And Same so thing. It, you take a rusted up, beat up piece of shit and turn it into something where the guy goes, what did you do to this? This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. Here's a $10 Papa Murphy's gift card. As yeah. A <laughs> as a <laughs> Whatever they got, yeah. man. They just yeah. empty their pockets <laughs> for you. Half the time we get a beer offer. You want a beer? I've had, I've had have three. I've actually, I'll tell you what, I tell you what, the, People around here, it's the first place I've ever lived where they tip alcohol. Like yeah. for real. Like, <laughs> totally. like I'll have guys come back, go, You like you like alcohol? I go, or you know, you like drinking? Like I go, beers. yeah. And they'll go, All right, here's a tip for you and hand me just you know, most of the time they're a pint, but I get all types of stuff. They'll <laughs> give me some Evan Williams or Jack <laughs> or Crown or just yeah. here, man. I know you bust your knuckles, go home and forget you're here. Yeah. So that's been me and Mickey's side work. Yeah, forever. That's cool. beautiful. That's cool. And it's that's beautiful somewhat satisfying somewhat yeah. yeah except when you're up on a 40-foot ladder hanging over a rail going, not afraid of heights why at all? am i no i'm not mickey is he's a is big he? old boy oh yeah <laughs> he's better now though yeah he's a little smaller too he's mm. been doing a lot of I, I, I i saw he lost a lot of That's weight awesome. man yeah he looks good, good yeah I, I got him into That's the cool. yoga and he's been killing it for like a year and a half you do now, yoga too oh yeah love every it. day love it crazy love it do you meditate as well i do I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying. What what kind There's of There's levels of good. In what a sense. what kind of meditation do you practice? Actually, no, let's do this. Let's go to a first out song of okay. one of your albums. You yep. you brought uh, a few vinyl for us. We love it when our guests yeah. do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we'll come back and uh talk about meditation and some other Perfect. shit. Cool. Cuz I love that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh, we have this. I forget we make all of these sounds. Let's see. Ready to go. Yeah, vinyl time? It is, but I'm trying to find it. Where's the vinyl time? Oh, right there. Um, <laughs> Long before we were born, bands were forged and formed vinyls outside the norm. Records picked on high from our guests here tonight. May their old flint reignite on time and stuff's vinyl time. Oh, oh it's vinyl time. Yeah. Vinyl time. <laughs> that's that's the kind of shit we like to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
think it's slow. I think it's this. Yeah. It definitely is. Yeah. So we'll do. That actually sounds better already. It's like bacon cooking. I love the drums, man. So good, dude. Oh, God. Oh, these vocals come in so money, dude. I also always found it interesting when bands like this would layer the vocals down more. Yeah. And so it's almost like another instrument versus yeah. a lead thing. I was a huge I was a huge proponent of that for years. I was like, man, I don't think the vocalist should be the lead. I think the music and the vocalist should be all intertwined yeah. like that. And you can have swells of things, right? Yeah. Parts drop out, There's vocals come big. Yeah. Absolutely. Still feel that way. Yeah. And I get to mix now, so it's even <laughs> That's such a good hook. Yeah, it's so good. The drums are so like in that John Bonham like yes. backbeat feel. 
but his fills bring it right back up to the beginning yeah. again. There's something just satisfying about solos like that that it, you can you can hear it's all feel, yeah, right? No. He wasn't trying to be a fucking shredder. He wasn't trying yeah. to do anything other than express a feeling he had at that exact time. Totally. I, I always think, because I'm not a lead player and never has been, but I love when leads are little songs within a song. You know, absolutely, oh, like yeah. theming. Uh, like it comes back to something. They're on melody. And it's got a beginning, a middle, a drop, and then a big end. Yeah, leads yeah. can be written that way. They can. And that's the problem with noodling. You just noodle. You know, yes. Nothing. Right. <laughs> right. And you know, a lot of like you listen to this. You know, a lot of this stuff probably started as just a noodle until he found the right element. At that point, that attached to something. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So good. Yeah, let's go.
Fuck yeah. Quality. <laughs> yeah, that's great. All right, here's uh, a message from our sponsor. Gentlemen, hey, gentlemen, let's all sit down here. Uh, we're going to get started. We're all here because we share the same problem. We all tend to lose our babies. Uh, we're going to start off today's meeting by just going around the room, say your name, uh, maybe what you do, and uh, your first time losing your baby. Hey, my name's Pete. Hey, Hi, Pete. Hey, uh, I'm 42. I work in the IBEW, and uh, the first time I lost my son, uh, it was a hot day out. We were watching SpongeBob. I went in the kitchen to grab popsicles, one for me and two for him, and uh, came back, and that fat little bastard had already run away. I don't know where he was. I searched the whole house. 45 minutes. He was in the dryer. wonder how he got in there. Huh. Man, you look great for 42. Thanks for sharing, Pete. Next. Hi, my name's Tank. Hey, Tank. I want to tell you about losing the third baby, because we didn't get the other two back. I was bailing hay one day, and the baby must have fell into a bail, because I didn't see it again until I was in town. I was selling my bales, and then I saw his purple little foot sticking out. 13 years later, and he still won't get near my tractor. Oh, man. Okay. Thanks for sharing, Tank. Let's move on. Next. Hi, my name's Joe. Hi, Joe. First time I lost my baby, I was gathering old clothes to donate to Goodwill. My kid must have crawled inside a box of clothes before I dropped him off at the donate station. I didn't even realize it until I got home that evening. I called him, and the truck had already left. Oh, man, it was driving all over the place. Luckily, I had Kablog's baby phone, and I ended up getting my kid six counties over. I think we're all curious. What's the baby finder, Joe? Well, it's just a thing that you attach to your baby any way you can. Kablog makes it, and it tells you where your baby is right on your phone. Thanks, Thanks Kablog! Kablog, so we patented child finders at Clark International. Thank you, Kablog. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they make basically everything. Kablog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so what? Uh, what? Uh, what do you do? What kind of meditation? What? I don't do anything. I do this whole like uh sit comfortably, find the center of my soul and try to sit there and not think of anything. That's it. Really? Yeah. How often do you try that? How often do you Every do day. That? Every day. 15 minutes every morning. 7:15 cuz I start my yoga at 6. Oh, that's awesome. Do you do you try and focus on breath? Do you try and do anything like that? Start with breath. And then I try to find the center of my brain, and then I try to find the center of my chest, and then I do, which all of that sounds crazy to... Well, no, because no, really. <laughs> it sounds like mindfulness, yeah. me- mindfulness meditation, and just being aware, right? Yeah. Just practicing awareness. Yeah, that's exactly um, what it is. It, yeah, I, I do similar things. I'll sit there and just, well, at first it started with just trying to concentrate on only how i breathe but not controlling your breathing because that's you don't want to like change how you you don't yeah Yeah. you don't want to change you just want to breathe how you would breathe if you're watching it if you're watching a movie and completely distracted you want to breathe like that but focus on the fact that your body's doing that without you even having to think about it right you're only focused on your body doing this without you there Mm -hmm. and then from that point something will pop in your head and some thought will arise <laughs> and and you got to go okay 
this thought came in, but I'm not thinking about the thoughts that come in. Get rid of it, no matter what it is. And, you know, it could be something like, fuck, I have this fucking bill over my head. And, like, you know, any of those thoughts can come in. Or, ooh, that new riff I came up with last night, right before I went to bed. Like, it, you know. Positive or negative. Yeah. Oh, po- yeah. You get rid of them. And, and yeah. you know, for me, it's, it's all about, it started with all about the breath. And now it's just a, a point of, I don't have to concentrate on my breath because I'm so used to going into the state, but which I'm sure you are after doing it for a long time. You, mm-hmm. It's probably easier and easier every time you go to meditate every morning to fall into the state of meditation. Yeah. But how, how you would how you would how and you guess, would describe it? I guess that's why I explained it as like finding the center of my chest, which it sounds weird, but when I find the spot in between here and here and the spot in so between so here when, and when here. you mean fought when you mean find it are you mean you're trying to feel it or are you just trying to no I'm, yeah how this you is this it? is what's even weirder is i'm physically trying well not physically i'm mentally trying to leave it there and do my own thing Got you. Does no, that make no. Any yeah, sense? yeah. It actually does. It actually. So I like go like, okay, all the things you're feeling, let's put them a little ball in the middle of your chest, and let's do whatever you like. Really need to search out. Right. That does sound crazy. No, it will. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't call it crate. I, I wouldn't call it crazy because things like that work, right? Yeah, they absolutely work. It, I get done with the 15 minutes of that, and what I normally do is the first thing after I find that center, and I don't know how I find it, but I know when I find it. Okay, so so when you when you sit down and you, you've just finished yoga, right? Mm-hmm. You've probably find an isolated place, no one's around. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, when I close my eyes and I go to start, you know, I, I all I try to imagine, and I, I sit there, and I try to only think and like feel the pressure of the seat pushing on my legs. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the first, or, or or if I, or if I'm sitting on something with a back, I also try to feel the back of the chair pushing against me, the weight weight of the chair on me. Right. Yeah. And so I feel that feeling and become completely aware that, you know, I'm whatever I'm in is equally reacting with me. And that kind of puts your body in a weird state to begin with. Yeah. And then as soon as I tried, as soon as I start realizing, okay, now I'm going to watch my body breathe, that clears the thought of even sitting anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I'm kind of just in a realm where I'm only waiting for anything that my brain wants to think about to come in and be open. And then I can instantly disregard it. Or sometimes you end up, do you end up working on things? Do you, in in those states, if something comes in, do you find it ever Easily. find moments worthy enough to like work on it? But uh-huh. it's easy to work on. Yeah, I I almost always visualize it before I feel it or think it, which is strange because like as soon as I feel that center, I always look at myself. So I always do it yeah. right in front of my fireplace, but I always look at myself because I just sit on the ground with my legs out. Perfect. Out of V. With no back. Right? Yeah. Okay. No back. And yeah. I just sit there. Yeah. Still. Yeah. And if I start feeling uncomfortable, I'll lean forward or back, depending on what's comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I always 
look at myself from above my roof, probably three times of what the roof would be. And I look down and I see myself sitting like this, you know, with a head there. I, yeah. All right, we're on a podcast. So no, but you, 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 looking you look straight, looking down. straight down, yeah. and basically you look like like a like a little V with yeah. your head in the corner, head head in the middle of the V. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I always look down at that. And if I get to that point, which some days can be hard, yeah, to even get out of your body and then look down. And it's not like I'm actually physically doing these no, things. No, I'm just saying mentally. Yeah, when you absolutely. start doing this and mm-hmm. trying to come above your body and look down at it, your mind goes, "What are you doing?" And it makes you do weird. Thoughts. It does. It does. It absolutely does. So when you can get comfortable enough to do that and actually just stare down, that's when I'll start uh, doing the next level stuff, which is like figuring things out. Yeah. yeah. But for me, have it's you ever just, spent? Have you ever spent time trying to go longer? I haven't, you know, it, it's fairly new for me. I mean, a couple of years I've been doing it, but I just do it because I'm a pretty hot regulated dude and it always have been. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, first I'm just, not very comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. So. Yeah. Jason, do you, do you, do you try any meditation, do anything like that? Um, have any rituals? Um, breathing. Um, is which is probably, massive. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's probably the only one, but I, it's kind of like, it's kind of cheap because I have like a phone reminder and it's like, by the way, have you like done your breathing? <laughs> like kind of a thing. And then it has like this, it's kind of like an app that just like leads you through different stages. Like, but I don't know. Yeah. You're not, it's not like a forced breathing thing, but more or less like it reminds you to just like how you're supposed to think. Chill about out. Just cause I haven't done yeah. it a lot, but yeah, I don't know. I yeah, that's amazing. definitely see the little bits of benefits that I have, you know, just from, you know, just trying to actually like not do anything and just breathe and thinking about, yeah, exactly. Like just how, how you're actually doing it because you don't think about it. Right. It's mostly, uh, thinking about being like, Oh, Mm. like right now that's three. Yeah. Sitting in here doing this, you know, you don't think about that ever. You just go, Oh, what's my next thought? Or what's he saying? What, what what's my answer to the, yeah, exactly. You sit and just go, Oh, I'm here doing this. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's it, it is, it's a total state of being and part of, part of the, part of the reason I love podcasting and I think when we started it, we were actually, you know, it's not like this is a crazy successful podcast. We're peaking yeah. on iTunes or anything like that. Right. But it's a chance for us to, even if, even if we have no guest and it's just me and him sitting here, it is actually a chance to just experience being with another person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I, what I love about it and, and we find with almost every guest is we do get into a situation, especially after we've had a couple of drinks and we've listened to music and everybody's it just goes kind somewhere. of, right. Oh yeah. Well, the, the, <laughs> the energy in the room changes to a point where you're no longer even having to worry about thinking about your next sentences or like, yeah. oh, this podcast is going on and there's a microphone in front of my face and there's, mm-hmm. you, you kind of get into this conversation, this this point of being where you're only, I don't know, you're only having to kind of fill in the gaps between just being, right? Yeah, totally, totally. I mean- I listen to a lot of podcasts and like Bill Burr's is one of my favorites, but it's <sighs> insane. Burr. Yeah. But to go <laughs> against what you're saying is like that dude can just sit there and riff for an hour and then you're just like, but isn't it amazing? Cause, cause, cause I, I listen, I listen to Burr 
every podcast, everyone, every single one, yeah. you know, puts out his Monday one, his Thursday morning after Thursday, his, what is it? Uh, Thursday, Thursday afternoon, morning, just right, before right. Friday, Monday morning yeah. podcast, right? And and he'll sit there and I'll listen to that man for five, ten minutes in a row. Go, God damn it! I'm still having to hold this fucking microphone cord, yeah, or my my headphones cords. If I hold Watch it right it. here, you know, and I'm looking, I'm sitting here looking around, and I go, I have those things all over the place, <laughs> like right. what he needs. But he'll just bitch about the fact that he's sitting there doing a podcast, talking to people. For having to hold his microphone cord because the <laughs> for three months on end because he doesn't want to go to yeah, the part because he won't go to Radio Shack and buy the part and he talks about it podcast after podcast oh I'm still <laughs> sitting here doing this oh god oh guess oh, what man. everybody I still have yeah. to sit here and do this Dude, again we need to ship him that part you know what I mean that'd be pretty funny he well, got yeah, one he got one oh, but course, I kind of I kind of fucked up your whole idea which was that mm-hmm. when you get well it's okay it's, it's two rare. people in a room yes and just start talking. It can go somewhere that you didn't even come close to expecting. Right. And before you know it, two hours is up and you go, whoa, what just happened? Right. <laughs> because that happens to me all the time uh, in just talking with people, like yeah. conversations. You go, hey, man, blah, blah, blah. hey, did you hear about? I think we started doing it before we even uh, started we did. rolling tape. We did. We did. <laughs> yeah. We absolutely did. And well, that's what I do. I love to talk to well, people. Well, that's what and I do. Their interactions Dude, I've, with I've, it, every know? time we've met, every time we've met, every time we talked, we randomly ran into each other. We were at a fucking, oh God, it was at the Roseland doing something. And I just ran into you in the downstairs bar. And we, dude, it, every every time, I, I think it's maybe because you're from the peninsula and yeah, you kind of have this kind of mindset of what reality was as a childhood to begin with, yeah. you know? We, <laughs> we're here, like, uh, I don't think no many people can understand what it's like to be a kid on the Kenai Peninsula. No, it's uh, it's different. And and like, <laughs> you have some you have some realities like okay, there's school to go to, but when you're out of school, there's just like, I mean, people here definitely can't imagine. You can go okay, I'm gonna point in that direction and just walk and not hit anybody for hours yeah. and anybody oh, yeah. most anywhere can do it unless you're pointing into town but if you just go to the edge of town and point into the air go you, that way you just go to that way you're right find a couple moose <laughs> which which you'll probably bunch of lakes yell at. Yeah, yeah bunch of lakes <laughs> but you know it's 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 pretty we had so much at our fingertips kind yeah. of but it was always it okay i, I want to get back to two things i think this kind of wraps back to it it, it was kind of <laughs> always, um, unless you had someone with you, it was alone, right? Mm-hmm. And you you said that you've kind of always been uncomfortable in your skin mm-hmm. right before we started. Is One, does me- do you think meditation helped you realize that more? Or d- is it, have you, you've always kind of felt it and did music help you with it? That one, easily. I didn't know even how to think about myself because for a lot of that time, I had it like, which is known now as anxiety. But when I was having it in the late 80s and early 90s, you were still considered a little bit weird. If you were sure. like, I don't feel right. Maybe, maybe the word ADD was out right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You were considered weird and they were like talking about, oh, you might need to go talk to Dr. So-and-so and take this medication. And I remember... Yeah and that being even like 
as far as long as almost like a, a senior stigma? in high school. Was it almost a stigma? Oh, absolutely. But I remember yeah, going, I sure. don't want to take drugs. I don't, because yeah. I remember seeing weird people on weird drugs and going, that's not me. I ain't doing yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. I remember going, fuck you. And was it almost, taking acid was instead. it, al- was it almost <laughs> a thing like there's nothing wrong with, did, was it almost a thing like you didn't want to, did you think taking something because someone told you there was something would almost affirm that there was something wrong? It, it is so in the wrong direction that anybody wants to hear that. Mm. So when I felt like I was going crazy, which was probably my 10th, 11th grade, grade yeah. grades, yeah. I was feeling anxious and I didn't know why. And I was going, man, there's something fucking wrong with me. Did I smoke too much weed, which is not possible. And it was right around the time that I started taking a bunch of acid. So I took a bunch of acid. That did not help. No. At all. It took the adverse effect. And I like literally thought that I lost my mind for over a year, if not longer. I was like, just kind of out of my mind. And I don't know how to explain that except that. I thought that Go, I was going through, dying high, but you were going through high school all the time at the same yeah. time, right? The the weird thing about it was, I would get up in the morning, be like, ah, get to school, be in a uh, structured settlement where I knew what I was doing. Okay, I got to do this work and this work and this work. I'd get out of school, go home, and go like, what am I gonna do? And so I, really? I would go nuts. Then when I had wow. alone time with myself, okay. Gosh, okay. like you would just go like, oh, is most that when, just chill and watch it. So TV is that when guitar came in and you found something? Really close to. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I got to focus my time on something and do all this shit. But I think what really happened was it wasn't like I took a bad acid trip or no, I no. took bad drugs. It was just like I was coming into reality as a man. And at the same time, I just happened to do acid for the first time mm-hmm. and went like, what? why would well, you do that? Well, for me. And it was it, like a. For for me, things that, you know. that that actually came later for me is like kind of an affront to your face. Like, what is your position in the universe? Right. It was like that. Yeah. What is your what are you are such a small speck in the scope of everything. Mm-hmm. What is your what what is your function? Um, right. Yeah. That that came to me way later. Yours happened in high school. Mine was 25 when that happened to me. Before then, yeah. I was kind of oblivious still. It always happens before 30, but yeah. you know, it can yeah. happen earlier for some people and later for some people. Wow. So yours but happened early, Everyone comes to that reala- realization. But I think mine happened at the same time that I was yeah. like, oh, let's try acid, too. Yeah. Well, Just you know, bad idea. <laughs> well, well, bad well, well, psychedelics are a place that bring things that are in your head that are thoughts that are kind of subconscious to the forefront. It yeah. allows your subconscious to bad be bad or good, bad or good, yeah. which if you're if you know that that's going to happen, right? No one, me doing the mushrooms for the first time, I was never told, I was told you'll laugh your ass off. I was never told that you're going to think about some shit that you do not even know you wanted to think about. Oh, yeah. Right? To enter the galaxy. Yeah. Well, so, but, but if you're, once you're told it's a tool, Mm-hmm. Once you're told that it's actually a tool, it's a it's a plant medicine. It is, and you can control it, and you can to control your it. Ability. You yeah. you can take these things. I've done it many times since understanding that you can actually use it to guide yourself through parts of your 
parts of your consciousness, parts of your subconsciousness, parts of your childhood that are difficult, that mm -hmm. were a trauma. And and when because when everybody thinks of a trauma, they think of some big catastrophe and getting your arm cut off in a car crash or something like that. They don't understand micro traumas and compounding of little things that on the surface of one instant seem harmless. Yeah. But over a period of time of just part of living with hippies in a town in the 80s that didn't give a fuck about things, yeah, right? That people would look at today. You know, you go home today, and it's not the same town no. that we grew up in. No. Nothing, not even there. No, uh, nothing. Weird. Right? It's yeah. fucking crazy, right? You go yeah. back home, and you look at Kenai, and you look at Soldatna. They have a roundabout. Like they're they're <laughs> you can see it like so far too like before there was like trees, trees were everywhere yeah. and you it's like you couldn't look for blocks at a time and now it's a town like it's looking like a town you can yeah. see every single like building and you drive like, out you drive out to Nikiski or Kostilov and there are developments that you can see off the highway when before you were navigating a treacherous two lane road <laughs> to a small settlement a few miles totally. away from the main yeah. settlement right absolutely and that is actually like thinking about it now and looking at shit that's actually like kind of a weird form of Tr developmental trauma yeah. that kids we all had to adapt to yeah. it kind of made us all yeah. it, it made us all hard fuckers in the fact that new situations that arise really quick we can kind of just and get over them real fast right but we're also really bad at like long-term things <laughs> yeah <laughs> you Easily. know what i mean Easily. You know, and, yeah. it, and it had to do with like, we already knew as soon as winter ended, next winter was coming. Yeah. Right. Oh, and yeah. that's how Alaskans. Game think. of Thrones. That's, Game of Alaska. It, <laughs> it was. It was yeah. when you were a kid, as soon as winter ended, you're chopping wood and and getting, getting, ready getting wood one. formed because you have a wood fired stove that heats your house and you got ready all summer long. Mm. You hunted, you got moose, really? you got meat, you got wood, you got everything. Like I don't even think I was allowed to go to school before I got all the wood chopped. Yeah. Right. Like you're not going yeah. to school unless you get this wood chopped. Like that was a privilege. You want dinner tonight? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you want dinner tonight? Guess what? Chop wood. Get that wood. But here's chopped. the other thing. Yeah. Here's That's the other thing. Inevitably, January would be extra fucking cold. Mm. January would be extra fucking cold. And you'd have to go outside January twenty fifth. Nine in the morning, or six in the morning, five in the matter. morning. Doesn't matter. It's dark. It's dark. Yeah, it's it's all dark. And pull out a frozen fucking stump and chop wood. Yeah. At ten below, mm -hmm. you know, and you're nine, you're ten, you're twelve. Doing, yeah. you know, that's that's so different. It's so different. And I think Portland doesn't have that. Well, no, that. no, it doesn't. No it way. doesn't. It doesn't. But you know, I think it's one of the weaker cities. I would. It Kinda. is. It, it, is. Yeah. it is. I see a lot, you know. Kind of a bummer. I look at what two inches of snow does to this city. Yeah. If 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 they were in the WWE, I mean <laughs> Yeah. That's it. It's like first card shit right there. That's I mean, absolutely. no one's even in the stadium yet. No. No. <laughs> no. No, it's bad. It's yeah. really bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you brought WWE up. That's funny. No, I think meditation I think meditation is one of the things that helps with that. Yeah. I think it does. I th I think it you know, 
Um, psychedelics are a tool. It's not for everybody, but meditation is something that is positive for literally everybody. You're not taking yeah. anything. All you're doing is spending time being. It, yeah. And even if, even if you're your... not doing it right, you're focusing on yourself for five minutes of time, 10 minutes of time, 15 minutes of time. Oh, okay. 30 the, minutes yeah. of time. Can that, never be there, a bad there's thing. where I want to go back to. So mm. I, mm. I actually implore you to try more time. Yeah, longer. Set yourself for longer. Yeah. Um, one other thing, because you're down southeast, over in the Hawthorne area, there's a, a, a isolation tank float lab oh, down yeah. there. Have you done that yet? I haven't. Bro. I've been tempted. Bro. Is it that good? Here's the thing, though. Okay. I'm super claustrophobic. You don't... Um, you, you, it's okay. not that. That's what I've okay, heard. Okay, okay. Right. So, so, so I, I've never dealt with... I, problems with claustrophobia i've never been a pro- fan of small spaces the thing is is you only feel small spaces because you can see that they're a small space well yeah the, when we first came in the garage i was like oh sliding glass door i'm good yeah walk yeah. in your house i was like okay i'm just gonna go right back out the way i came <laughs> right dude everything is based on escape uh, routes i yeah. have no idea why no, always I been am. that way defense mechanism yeah defense mechanism man yeah. um but it one thing is 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 you already spend time analyzing yourself. You already you already are comfortable with that. Yoga mm. is another form of complete meditation. You can spend. Okay, here's the other part. When you're doing yoga and you're focusing on holding poses for two or three minutes at a time, mm-hmm. right? You're doing hour and an hour, hour and a half long sessions. Yep. Um, your mind's not focused on the present exactly at that moment all the time. No. Right? No. As soon as you get to your pose and you're holding your pose, whichever one it is, you're, you're kind of in a realm of just being in that moment. Whole different realm. Sure. Mm. So I'll think about my knee. I'll think about... Yeah. It's all parts of my body. And I'm going, oh, can I straighten out more? And I do this longer? And, that? and then you find spots. Yeah. I need to You do find it. these different things. You it's do. Because I'm not flexible. Because not only that, dude. I have no flexibility whatsoever. I'm 45. I felt feel better now than when I was 25. I really do. Like physically, I feel stronger. I feel sturdier, which Mm -hmm. is like real big when you start getting old. You're like, my my knees are really broken. I have have knee problems. But that's kind of consequence of just being a giant fucker. Yeah, being being tall as shit. So, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No, I know. Um, But so for, for doing isolation tanks, it's you already have the mindset like... You know, the same thing as using it as a tool. Mm-hmm. You're going to go in there and use it as a tool. And because you can are you already have this pathway connected to uh, relaxation and uh, breaking yourself of instant. Um, I think you would find it tremendously mm. helpful because while you might have a advert reaction to small spaces, I also think that you have the ability to overcome the stress that yoga does bring when you're a minute into a pose and you know you have two more minutes to hold this pose, right? I don't know. I got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but but, but after the three minutes, you you end up holding that pose for three minutes. You did not know at a minute in you had that for two more minutes. Yeah. You know, I think that same mindset is involved with using the tank. Yeah. 
you know, someone who's a novice to, you know, if, if you're someone who's never done yoga, you've never meditated, you've never done anything like that, and you want to hop in an isolation tank, you're going to lay there in a warm bath and wonder what the fuck you're doing for an hour. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, that, that, that's period. Yeah. Um, but if you're someone who does meditate, if you're someone who yeah. does do yoga, which involves a form of meditation in itself, the, the greatest part is, is you do not have to do the mental work to shut your body off from yeah. external stimuli. And that's what even goes along with it is that as just I've gotten older, you kind of become a little more, more comfortable with your own body, A, mm -hmm. and be a little more comfortable with your own thoughts. Yeah. Like when I was 25, I was a maniac. Like, well, ego, I couldn't right? go to bed without TV on. I mean, I had to have noise. I still kind of yeah, do, I do, but too. not to that degree. I do. Yeah. It's weird. Like I, in silence, I go, nope, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a maniac. I, I can sit there. Like when I'm at work, I ha here's how weird I am. I work by myself. I, even though I'm a mechanic, I just, I'm the only mechanic in my shop. And I work by myself most of the time. I get, I'm I have to go seek out human contact if I want it during my work day. Right. Yeah. And so I have my stereo on on my computer playing just random Pandora shuffle, just anything from blues to whatever. prog to yeah. fucking whatever it is, man, old school hip hop, whatever it is, it's just random shuffle. And <laughs> then in one ear, I have a podcast playing. And so I'm, oh, yeah. I have background noise of music, which has to be happening all the time. And then <laughs> I, I also have to be listening to a podcast of somebody talking about something that's important at all times. And then are my thoughts of what I'm working on. Yeah. And it's, it's chaos. Yeah. It's chaos. It's that's a, the way <laughs> I like it though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm the exact same way. Yeah. I have the TV on. I'm writing music. There's a podcast going on my phone. There's something happening Right. Multiple places in every room. That okay, I'm so in. let me ask yeah. this. And if it's not, I feel weird. And let I me turn ask this. And do you ever get? Do you ever get uh, like? You never hear what I'm talking about, or if if someone's talking to you, you just miss conversations that are happening around you because you're in your own world. Do you miss oh, shit I all do the that time? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I stay in my own thoughts a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not in a bad way. No. Just in a. I can't do basic day talk. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. My coworker told me that, and I'm just like, yeah, it doesn't yeah, even register. Of course. Yeah. I, I, I'm already back to something else. Like <laughs> the talking it, heads there. And I go, right it, now it, <laughs> yeah. it's different. If someone goes, Hey, I have a question for you or they just ask like a specific fucking thing that's directed at you, yeah. you know, but if you're, if it's all, <laughs> we, you know, we get criticized this oh, yeah. all the time. The girls. I, we're both kind of, <clears throat> I don't know, like slight sociopaths in the way, but not in a negative way. Just mm -hmm. kind of that. I think it's an A type brain where you're constantly looking for in, something feeding your consciousness yeah. at all time, right? I'm constantly looking for a stimulating input at all times. Something has to be stimulating my brain. Yep. And, yeah. and just conversation is not stimulating. No matter how hard I try to yeah. put my phones down, turn everything off, the TV volume's low, and look at two people having a conversation, 
that doesn't involve me at all. It's not, yeah. I can't go, this is entertaining and I'm going to pay attention to all of this. You know, I I can sit there by myself and meditate and not focus on anything, but trying to do that, my brain doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a big thing where, okay, so the big concern these days is, all right, we're all looking at our phones too much, which we are. Yeah, it's crazy. But I also think it's how humans have advanced since the beginning of time is it's take the most input you can and put it into your brain to get smarter. Yeah. That's that's why we're humans and that's why we rule the planet and that's why no other animals do. Mm. So... I mean, is it bad or good? I mean, I guess it could be bad, but it's bad if you're a hippie from the 60s. It's not bad if you're a future alien from the 2060s. Mm. 100 years later, this is a whole different place, man. If you're not keeping up with the smarts, you're going to fall behind. No shit. Mm. Well, well, you look at... Well, okay, yeah. I guess that that brings two thoughts in my head. One, you it's... It's not a fault of us for wanting the information that's there, right? That's what I mean. So it's there. It's waiting for you. We look at it. But, ah. we, but we created the situation which it's there. Yeah. So we created our own environment which we could unendingly therefore feed from it. No one else does that either. Humans no. are the only thing to yeah. go, okay, we need to turn this into, into an environment that, one, we're fucking our food supply. Oh. Yeah. We're, we're actually fucking everything that nature wants us to thrive off of, but we've created an endless environment for our minds. But we're also towing the line of technology turning all this organic bullshit into we don't need it. True. Robots. Oh, yeah. Man. What the fuck? We're moving on from these old skins. Fuck that. We need well, some yeah, if, metal bodies. God sure, damn. man. If you can oh, yeah. impl- implanting consciousness <laughs> and doing all that shit, <laughs> yeah. right? If, ooh, that's yeah, that's that's crazy. So that's a whole different thought. But I mean, I get it. I get. I totally get what you're saying. But I also think that shit, it might be just in fifty of, years we're gonna be like, oh yeah, we're producing, we're growing skin already. You know, all this well, shit. Well, life doing. they they expect they expect that the first person to live to hundred and fifty has already been born. Yeah, yeah. That was something that that by, kind of stuff. You know, yeah. the first person that's gonna ever live to hundred and fifty has already been born. Yeah, and. Uh, right That's now, incredible. I mean, Luke Skywalker with the metal hands. <laughs> oh, gonna be like, you oh, know, shit. fuck yeah, it's, it's already halfway there. Oh, yeah. You know, you, of course, and that was in the seventies. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, we're close, man. There's, there's already yeah. haptic feedback. People can do crazy shit. Some of these, some of the oh, new yeah. prosthesis that they have mm. for people. They said they were gonna. I don't know if they're actually still doing it, but a full head transplant. Onto a completely they, oh they did it in they like did Japan it. or something they did right? Russia yeah. it was Russia. in Russia because yeah, yeah. they're those fuckers don't give a fuck yeah. they give <laughs> they give no fucks <laughs> took a head put it on someone else they're going, yep. I got anything tits, happened this is killer nothing anything what happened? no yeah it was successful yeah well not completely successful of uh, course there were problems life was able to be cre- created basically put, put Frank, back together <laughs> Frankenstein worked for a while um not all the limbs worked oh gotcha. It was some sort of scenario. Yeah, yeah. But, but they it, did do it. But it they was... said that the cause of the cause of the failure was not due to the surgical things. It was like an, an another organ in the body died too fast because it had no head on it. And right, nothing was so, sending it the right, right? juju. So, so, yeah. so, 
you have stay alive have for a, me yeah, so right. I can stay and alive. then they had a, a head with no blood flow and a body with no brain connectivity and they and so just complications of trying to keep a body with no head on alive because as long because in a body as long as you keep air circulating through the lungs mm-hmm. and blood circulating mm-hmm. even if you have to ba- bypass the heart and just hook a bypass machine into it you can keep a body alive for a really <laughs> really long I love fucking time I don't know what I love about that but yeah, it's right. awesome I love it too right uh, right I mean uh. we can all we've been able to do this for decades yeah. keep bodies alive for tremendously amounts of a lot of time but as soon as you cut that fucking head off <laughs> oh, yeah nothing <laughs> sorry nothing we can do and so that was the problem with the surgery is they just didn't <laughs> naturally yeah a headless body doesn't live very long no matter what blood flow techniques you have to <sighs> keep the muscle yeah it's a hell of a movie it is it is anyway let's go to this we're gonna play another song off another vinyl he brought only Living Witness. Tell us a little bit about this. Only Witness. Because I am not familiar at all. Not familiar at all. No, and I'm I'm excited because <coughs> you shouted high praises in the beginning. Okay, so it's like literally top three bands for me of all time. Uh, the, the singer Jonah actually sang on a 36 song on Rest Inside the Flames. <gasps> Third studio album. Yes. Yes, yeah. sir. And uh, anyway, uh, in the 90s, I got, this was my favorite band of all time. I found them. They're from Boston. Uh, Killer. They were considered post of or part of the post hardcore era, which was like you know Quicksand and all these bands yeah, yeah, that were coming yeah. out then. Yeah. But they really weren't that. They were just a rock band doing their thing with a singer doing his. Kind of like how you guys got labeled into the the, the same, same genre as well, but you weren't that at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's funny how that worked out because at the time that we were starting, this was one of my favorite bands, and I wouldn't say I based what we did on them but they were somebody that i took a lot from i went that's what i want our band to be like and they're still nobody knows who they are so but that's amazing man thank you for turning us on to these yeah yeah yeah. all right so they the album you brought has two albums prone mortal form and innocence yeah um what do you want what would you recommend let's just do innocence uh, if you can put downpour on, it might be a little difficult. Oh, I think it's side nine. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, it's on side two, two. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty good at, at vinyl drops. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was have gonna a say, lot of practice. Don't, you don't have to do it because everything on that record is amazing. But yeah. Anyway, they just oh. did so many, so much. They were fifteen to twenty years ahead of their time, which is great. Okay, let's do this. Um, no, like we were just saying, when when you meet, when you get to sit with people who create music for just the passion of music, you find solidarity in those people. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's like I just said, we should have been recording everything we had just it's said. All right, it's all right. But for the, for the listeners out there, we had made an analogy with the comedians who all comedians say all comedians are fucked up in some way. And that's the where the comedy comes from. With music, I don't necessarily think it's fucked up people. I think it's a, a a type of people who are never really happy with any circumstance they're ever in. Yeah, yeah, always Easily. need to you know change or better Ooh. something. Some it's not always perfect. You I just think, gotta well, keep going, keep tweaking. I think they say the same thing about like movie directors. You know, you never actually quit like making a movie. You just have to put it out because you have a deadline. Same uh, thing with music. I mean, now that I have done the the records that i've done for 36 which is mixing and mastering and everything 
I'm never done. I'm going. I, this, nope, it's not ready yet. No, I don't know. I don't know. We can fix this. We can fix that. And eventually you go, oh, we have to put it out. Okay, bye. Yeah. And then you, it's like losing a girlfriend or something. You go, all right, I'll <laughs> down the road, you know, <laughs> or whatever. It's such a weird thing. Isn't it wild? So attached. Yeah. Isn't it wild? Well, you know, it's one thing that's crazy to me is like you, you, you guys have put out so many stuff, so much, so many records, so many songs, so many great songs off so many great albums. And yet you, you know, there's, is it fun? Is it weird for you? to have these things that you work on now and yet know that some of them you just won't play live? Like, does that? Yeah. Uh, How does that? Because, I mean, are, you know, there's songs from the old albums you still, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I have favorites that we've never played, which is weird, Mm -hmm. but you also semi-know almost as you're writing the song that this is not a live song. Yeah. This is one of those thinker songs. It's ones that you'll sit at home and smoke a bowl and go, yeah, I'll listen to this jam. Mm-hmm. Whereas other songs you go, oh, that one could open a set because it's just a ass kicker or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You kind of know already. But Lanterns was one of the first records where I went, we could play every song on this record, no problem. Yeah, it would be killer, and I don't well, think anyone have an issue. With Lan- that. La- that's amazing, Lanterns. Is, you guys nailed it out of the park with that album. It's good, right? And it, it got just it was these days with music, man. You put out a record. I just spent, you know, my well, I spent my heart and my soul, and then a year and a half, well, two years with recording, writing, and everything, and then it just comes out, and people go, "Yeah, it's okay," and then it's just gone these days. Like no one gives a fuck. Unless you really like it, and then you know you listen to it. If you're fan, you know your fans yeah. do. Yeah. But yeah. it's not like there's a ton of them. It's not like you're, you know, it's just weird how quickly music goes away, now. isn't it? Be- like I remember sitting outside of record stores waiting for Metallica records, you know, and going yeah, like, yeah. Oh, then you would listen to that for a year and talk about it for a year. Now it's like I, a re- I remember waiting for Load to come out. Yeah. Because I was such a fan of the Black Album, everything that they'd come before it, what they did, and. Sitting outside of Fred Myers in Soldatna, waiting for fucking load. Yeah, and like, yeah, same thing. And yeah. everybody was waiting. Yeah. Everybody was waiting. It's so <laughs> weird. It just goes by now. You yeah. don't even go get the actual product. You no. just go. Yeah, digital. Oh, I didn't know that came out. And so it's like two weeks old. So here's go, oh. here's you what's listen, it, you go. Ah, I like that third you, song. What's so good. gross about it now is okay. I'm a huge I'm a huge Dream Theater fan, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just about to come out with a new album. I follow them on social media. I'm part of Dream Theater groups and all that stuff. There are already people who found illegal fucking uh, pre- pirated pirated pre copies of the fucking thing, and they're already talking about how good it is and yeah. or how bad it is or like there's all this stuff going on, and the album doesn't even come out for a week and a half more. Yeah. Right, and there's all this shit happening, and I'm going. You guys are, none of you are. I don't feel like any of them are actual music fans. I feel like all they want to do is be able to talk shit the first, talk shit about the first, That's or, rough. or 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 a rough mix too. It's or, not even like the yeah, real mix of the record, right? <laughs> or be the one, or be the one to praise it first, or yeah. get any like. There's just such a thing to be Notoriety. first at something yeah. that no one just waits, gets it, and then revels in it, like. Getting a record when you were 12 or hearing something for the first time and all you had was to just listen to it. 
Yeah. You didn't you didn't talk about it to anybody else. You didn't have these huge, you know, a lot of times the music I was getting, none of my fucking friends listened to the music yeah. I listened to. <laughs> right? Zero. They were NSYNC and all that bullshit. And I was sitting there with Slayer and Megadeth of Rust in Peace and like all these comp <sighs> like all this complicated fucking music and everything that was happening in the metal at that time that was mm-hmm. you know and fucking tool dude tool blew my fucking brains apart right when i was a kid and they were listening to fucking backstreet boys and i was like what is going yeah like you know there was no one to talk to so you just reveled in the music and now it seems like everybody just wants to eat up as fast as they can to be able to say something about it yeah instead of actually care about the music anymore there's something that you said in there that reminds me of like Like uh, when we were talking just about the skate days and all that, mm-hmm. like there was something about a being a skater, so you're already an outsider. Yes. B yes. punk rock outsider, yeah. and those were your things that you went fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You guys do not know about this. This is my and my buddy's things, and you can't have it. And there's not a lot of that anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to find anyway, it, isn't it? Yeah, but not. Like it used to be. Like no. it used to be, this is my gang, that's your gang, blah, blah, blah. Not that I like the separatism of that, but uh-huh. those were your things that you held close. Right. Now right. it's like a new record comes out and you're and everyone's going, oh my God, you hear the new, and you're just like. Well, what, what's crazy is is you have, you do still have those pockets of groups. You you, yeah. you experience that yourself when you tour Europe and yeah. you see all the 36 fans that come out to watch you guys fucking play yeah. and they, you know, they're there but they're flooded and inundated with so many other voices that aren't even fans of whatever they are. They just flood to that page just to talk shit just, about that. Yeah, right? yeah. And so, and so you're yeah. going, how many actual people think this is good? Yeah. You, mm. you, you have no idea to gauge it anymore because more people care about talking shit than they care yeah. about actually telling just you being heard or yeah. having their, whatever word it's, word red or you yeah know. it's fucking gross yeah it's so weird it's fucking gross Wait, let's talk positive shit man okay we're okay weird no. here. all right no, let, no, all right no. positive shit let's <laughs> go we're gonna play the neck that the song yeah let's do the song so Final it is downpour right <laughs> downpour yeah track Ugh. nine on that so it'd be the yeah perfect thank you All right, everyone, it's final time. Everyone, it's time again. Circle around and grab a friend. Drop the needle. Reminisce. Time and stuff. This is it. Final time. Oh, final time. Oh, it's final time. Oh, final time. Oh, yeah. I think I got it right. Yeah. Is this the right one? This is not it? <laughs> First attempt. I thought I counted. No, what is that? <laughs> I thought I counted. Oh, no, it's the other side. That's what that was. And it's probably the slower, too. Oh, I know what that was. That just hit me. Okay. But see this side. Okay, so this side doesn't say. This said side side three. I look at side four, and down. Are they in different speeds? No, I. So it is. Is it a short song? No, I think the sticker's wrong on it. 
<laughs> it could be the stickers wrong on I it. I think it is. Um, for some it reason, happens. as soon as you said that, it I happens. went, dude, I think I remember being told that the sticker was wrong on the... Okay, so let's try this one. Yeah, let's That happens it. a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh. I mean, I know Tenacious D did it on purpose. I don't know if you know who Tenacious D is. I <laughs> do know who Tenacious D is. <laughs> I'm so glad you do. But uh, they purposefully did theirs all messed up. Yeah, you could just let it go from this there. This is the That's outro. Right. Yeah. This is the right one now, right? Yeah. Nice. The sticker is backwards. It is. That's I think good so. To know. That's good to know. <laughs> All right, here we come. What? What? Oh, the pipe. Oh, someone smoked uh, the pipe today? No, this one. I'm a pipe tobacco smoker. Are you? How oh, cool. If I'm in Alaska and we're down at fish camp, I'll just sit there and smoke pipe tobacco. I look out at the water and like... Isn't it jam. awesome? It's the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my dad got me that. He's a... No, wait. No, my dad gave me Did you guys give me that? Uh, Hunter and Courtney. Hunter and... Yes. Thank you so much. Yes, Hunter and Courtney got me that from Alaska. <laughs> oh, nice. He works, at a, he works at a smoke shop up there, so that's where that came from. Dying Thank you, guys. Cheers, my friend. Yeah, cheers. What a killer track. Uh, John Wayne here. Right? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> the next one goes crazy. Um, something else I wanted to ask you about about your your just your 36 process and everything like that. Um, because I'm curious. I noticed on uh all of the albums, last song on the album is always a slow song. Is 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 that on purpose? Is that yeah, a- yeah. Any any reason behind making the last one just a uh, 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 because not only okay I don't, seems like you're the right guy to I, ask yeah yeah, yeah. I, don't, I I don't want I don't want to mean slow as in like boring I mean no almost <laughs> almost every last song on all of your albums are almost my favorite track on the album it seems like there's a reason for you know I even I even made the list just to go down them all yeah yeah what a, um you know in bitterness you had uh left hand charity yeah slow movie but really actually gripping and yeah and meaningful right mm-hmm. uh then with snow cap romance waterhall mm-hmm. not that it the song is slow but the beginning just yeah, moody as shit. Right? Yeah. It just gives you this slow, nice build. Then Rest Inside the Flames, you had uh, 
City Ignites. The City Ignites. And that song is so fucking beautiful, dude. City Ignites is such a pretty song. When we had Kyle on the podcast, he played it. Yeah, he he played played City Ignites. That's pretty cool. Um, (laughs) And like that was that was probably the first thing I was like, these guys played a pretty fucking song. Yeah, like you know, you go in through more uh, in um, the the Tide and the Takers. You had um, Tide and the Takers last yeah. song, self titled, nice, yeah. beautiful, slow song. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, Fuck, I feel like I'm busted here. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm agreeing to everything. I'm like, yeah, guilty, but, but, guilty. Yeah, but, but they're all beautiful, you know. Stuff. Waterhall Two, so, yeah. That was the last song. I actually had a band oh, that was yeah. named Waterhall. Yeah, he was in a band called and Waterhall. It, like I didn't. I, I know was, that because of Keenan. Rob, right? Rob Zink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah. That's awesome. We played. It was the first band I was ever in. And yeah, it was basically we idolized you guys. <laughs> no, that's cool. Do you guys know what a Waterhall is, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not fishing Most people don't. They go, fishing terms, What's man? that mean? Yeah. People like don't understand. Term, well, I, you know, even going through, I was looking, you have so many fishing terms as titles for so many songs. On songs. I literally had to hold Brock down and choke him out and say, quit talking about fishing shit. No one gives a fuck. This, all this nautical shit is going oh, nuts, dude. Knock it off. <laughs> I didn't, but I was like, dude, if you name one more record after some kind of nautical Hall thing, the I'm going to punch you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, in time and trauma, Morrow, yeah, Marrow. Oh, that was, dude, dude. I want to say that song and yeah. the, the the female singer, the, uh, th- from Thera, right? From Thera, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, dude, she rode the same bus as me. Um, Soldatna girl, yeah, uh, yeah. she, Mike Sturm and Terry oh, yeah. Sturm, oh yeah, in high school they were an item, and so that's where I met her. And it just blew my mind because then she was like super like she's sh- she wasn't Thera, in- <laughs> yeah, like, and then and Thera, now, which no uh, one knows about as well. Yeah, well, people know about. Oh, it. Yeah, yeah, Alaska, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, crazy stuff. Um, I I guess this whole like ending song thing is. Well, and then the other one is is Dark oh, shit, Corners and Lanterns. Oh, Dark Corners, Dark yeah. Corners and Lanterns, man. That's a cool and one. That too. is. It is such yeah. a fucking good song. I made a playlist of only the last tracks on 36. It's an eight-song <laughs> playlist. It's beautiful, dude. You listen to all of those songs. It is yeah, actually... You need to share that with this, me. It's this beautiful, <laughs> Maybe that's the acoustic record. We just do all those ending dude, tracks acoustically. That's there you something. go. That's the, not bad. The, the last that's track, really the last track on every record, <laughs> yeah. acoustic. Like yeah. it, But even the way you guys have them on just your record, like they are such... Mm. It, it is such a ethereal. There's trip. always such a good theme. So, so where, like, what what goes into those it's versus the everything thing else? Because I'm such a weirdo and semi maniac that I'm just super obsessed with moody music. Yeah. I, I prefer mm. like I'm a rocker. I love rock and roll. I love to rock. But I also love mood. Like Catatonia is one of my favorite oh, bands. Catatonia. Opeth is one of my favorite yeah, bands. Opeth is great, isn't it? Oh man, it's just such great stuff. And the thing is, is I, I if I'm sitting around, 
I never sit around and practice like a lead or a scale. Well, you don't solo a, much anyway, right? Yeah, you don't. But I don't even practice to riff. I'm, a, I'm yeah. If I was to like be physically looked at, they'd be like, "You're playing the guitar wrong, dude. What are you doing?" <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not good at it, and I never have been, and well, I never tried to be. I always wanted well, to write. I, I would like to say, <laughs> "Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you," in that regard. Lies. But <laughs> no. But what I mean is like. I always am writing for the song is my goal, yes, yes, not the guitar yes. playing. It's I get I've you. never been a guitar player, guitar player. Like mm-hmm. I never wanted to be good at guitar. Yeah. I wanted to be good at writing songs right. that mean something to me or to anybody oh, yeah. that listens a to it. A lot of people. Yeah. So those moody songs, you know, so what would happen was is 36 would get into its thing. It'd be like the next record. It's got to be like heavy. You know, it's always that everyone goes, okay, it's got to be the heaviest one yet. And you go, <laughs> okay, I don't know. Well, what heavy uh, means to I, me exactly. Yeah. It's a whole different thing that it means to somebody else. Well, I would guess because, because with, with Tide and the Takers, that one wasn't that heavy compared no. to, right? Tide and the Takers was, I felt pretty poppy in, a lot of elements yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, Rest Inside which, the Flames, too. Yeah, Rest yeah, Inside the yeah. Flames, too, which I love oh, yeah. that fact. I'm like, mm. oh, look at them. They're they're, it was a they're moving and they're taking chance. They're growing as a band, yeah. and, and we're getting to see elements of what they like to hear. Yeah. In, you know, yeah. it, it was great. The, the most of those, especially those two records, were Thomas' influence because yeah. he was a mm-hmm. big, like, emo guy um mm-hmm. so there was a lot of that feel coming into a metal vibe which I, I mean i could say this up and down and no one would believe me but we were the only band metal band doing what we were doing it's, yeah. it's hard yeah. to explain oh, no. like i agree people were agree. either like no. super emo and then a heavy part and then an uh, emo part we uh, were just that band as like we're a yep. rock band with a tinge of emo and a tinge of metal and but it wasn't but you weren't doing we weren't seg- grabbing on to something well but but no. everybody else at that time would do like, the yeah, segmented no. part and then they'd go heavy Mellow, heavy Mellow. and then oh Ooh. gotta throw the piano in like yeah, yeah, yeah and that was a thing is is anybody anybody can go back to 2006 when time yeah. when when rest inside the flames came out and look at any other quote-unquote hardcore band or metal band or anything of that time look at how they wrote their songs look at how you guys wrote your songs it it was not the same no it's not the same yeah you know the only the only other band which you guys have extensive relationships with that that did their thing throughout that same time not the same genre necessarily but was kill switch yeah right kill switch did them yeah, through that time, they did exactly what they did, and they didn't vary from that. And they're still mm. doing it. And they're yeah, still they're doing still it. Which and you guys, you, you yeah. guys have spent time with them, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Great dudes, and they're great mm. at what they do. I mean, mm. they're literally the, uh, you know, post whatever they are, they're doing it right, and they've been said, doing it. They're right heavy for metal, years. man. They're heavy yeah. metal. They're they're, they're fucking. Great they're the at epitome it. of oh, heavy yeah. fucking yeah, metal. It's fantastic. I mean. Name a band that can change a singer and still keep it rolling twice. Without a Just as well. Twice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go from that, go from Jesse to Howard back to Jesse again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how about Howard's new band? That Light the Torch? That Light the is Torch is the great. Charts. Light the Torch is great. Yeah. Very radio friendly, but killer. I mean, it's yeah. killer songwriting and it's great. Mm. Anyway, 
The reason all these old yeah, yeah, or these yeah, please, these please, uh, please. end of the record things yeah, came yeah, up, yeah, yeah, please, yeah. please. That I am a like, like I was saying, like a catatonia freak. All these like darker bands, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my jam. You like the so? Movie. If I was to start a new band, there would be none of this happy, jolly, go lucky. It's Opeth. It's literally. Yeah. It's like yeah dark stuff i love moody stuff and not that cool. i'm a moody dude i'm a happy dude you guys i are you know a hundred percent you're you're one of the happiest motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. i've and seen so dude. Right, i'm right. just rolling around happy as shit but when i want to write a tune i'm not trying to write the baddest ass riff though if i could have wrote mm. cowboys from hell i mean i would have done oh, it i'm yeah. not saying i would have done it tight who wouldn't have loved to write that yeah dude of course of course anyway definitely gonna write that but uh, what i am saying is like i've Mm -hmm. always approached music as i guess maybe because i'm a happy-go-lucky guy i'm getting rid of other demons by writing dark music because well, i've always loved dark music doesn't that come back to meditation Dude. in it the might. writing it in, the, in the writing of the guitar in itself demons man I right don't know. I finding you know? the center of your it's chest so much yeah. easier looking down from above finding yeah. the center of your chest and instead of just getting rid of it maybe when you ball that up what you're Take talking about that, earlier and that becomes a song set it at the studio desk wait for oh, me yeah. to get to it and go yeah, <laughs> let's, let's see what you huh? were doing yeah. All right. Dude, I totally agree with that. Completely. And, mm. I, you know, like I said, I've never tried to be a guitar player, but I've always tried to write great songs. And that's all I care about. I don't mm. care. I mean, I don't think I'm talking shit about Thomas by saying this, but he was always like, I want to write the best drum part that's ever been written. And I'm like, I don't fucking care about your drum part. Yeah. I care that this song is the baddest song we've ever written. Mm-hmm. And he would yeah. be like, oh, fuck you, my song. My mm-hmm. drums, I mean. I'm like, my song. So that's where we butted heads a lot. Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't give a fuck what oh. your drums are doing. Do a slow part <laughs> here. And he'd be like, no. Okay, but you know, I want to yeah. put my drum beat's got to be the best tr- beat that's ever been heard. And it's like, eh, and and, and And so, and, and what? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I, Will you say that? I think a slit wrist theory. Obviously notable. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, that intro yeah. riff with the delay. Yeah. Everybody, every, you know, anybody who knows that song knows that song. And it sounds exactly like the element that or I, I think of that song when I heard you just describe you butting heads with Tom. Yeah. With what I want from writing the best song ever. Yeah. To the best drum parts ever. I always thought that a guitar part should... I always thought the music should set the tone of a song before the vocals. So what you have these days is, oh my God, that chorus is so catchy. Okay, what's the music doing? And what the music's doing nowadays, especially in metal, is... With behind it and there's no riff and you're going where the fuck is the riff in this song yes and then there's some singer going and you're going there's no riff in this song what the fuck is happening right now yeah but that's what's cool right now and by the way when you see these bands live 75 percent of it is run on tape and and you like that's, rough. that's and what you're I, going. What what is I, happening to music I right now? I hate. I absolutely. Yeah. I will walk out of a show 
if I go into a band and I watch them play and I hear guitars that none of their players are playing. Yeah. If I hear guitars in the background, tracked guitars that none of their finger, because I can watch, I can tell. Absolutely. None of their fingers are playing the guitars I'm hearing. Fuck, fuck you guys. I'm waiting for the next band. Yeah. Like, there, it, it, it makes no sense to be a touring band and not play the music you can play. You know, it, I haven't been on tour in ten or fifteen years without bands running tape, and that means backup guitars. That means especially backing vocals on the chorus parts. And it's all this shit I'm, that I'm talking about. Oh, we're going to scream on this part. Yeah. And the half the time, the singer's just pulling it up as that shit's already hit. Oh, yeah. Are we going? Oh, yeah. Okay. Rough. Okay. Yeah. Where, where was the mic? And not for? only that. Where you're, was... you're standing backstage, and there's a laptop by the drummer. There's a laptop by the bass player, both guitar players, the keyboardists, and they're all just fucking. They're all connected. Oh, yeah. Here's what and they're crazy. going, filling in the spaces, but if they were to miss it, you wouldn't even fucking catch it. Here's what's crazy. Yeah, that's about Here's what's crazy. Gross. Here's yeah, what's crazy. I, I know that exists. I don't even understand how that works. I'm so far removed <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> from, from the technical from, side of it. <laughs> from how those guys can play songs and have all that. I know it's in ears and all that shit and everything. I am so far removed from that. Like oh, I, yeah. I yeah. literally just that's listened to. Thing. I literally just listened to my drummer for cues. Yeah, like that's that's all right, right? Dude, that's the I way. mean seriously, that's what, the way it's been. Why do you think I party next to Kyle all the time? I go back right. there and I go. Like, oh, I'm I love it. Out, I dude. love Where watching. Where are you at? All right, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. We can, we, yeah. we watch you guys that's at Dante. Nice. I love watching. Yeah, dude, we saw you Dante's. I love watching time. your relationship with with Kyle. Mm. Yeah, sitting on stage and like I can you know. Usually everybody touts the bass player drummer, and you can see Mick and Kyle's really? relationship. Oh, Mick and Kyle wild. are tight yeah. as fuck, right? Uh, and and we, you know, I noticed that when we played with you guys in 2012, like there. But you have a special relationship, and I I love your your style of guitar playing because you have all the lead riffs. You have the formidable riffs that make the songs the songs. Mm. But yet you tie so much in with the drummer that you're almost like a a higher octave bass player. Rhythm section, he very much. You know so. what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. And, yeah. and not with that style, of but music, not in the Meshuggah type of way. No, where all of Meshuggah is rhythm. Yes, yeah, you're not. Rhythms. You yeah. know, you're not. You're not creating this third rhythm section. You are absolutely lead rhythm player right yeah. right no yeah, absolutely it makes sense you know i'm not <laughs> oh man you like you kill it with brock something really, that's cool you know about I mean, it like, is is a lot of times we're doing things where mix on the down and i'm on the up yes, so it's going yes. bom, 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 bom. not purposely but it's just like oh that's the way i want to play that but he goes but and I so go, oh that's an so it'll be it'll be when when you write the riffs do you write the riffs thinking of what Mick will do behind or what that or do you just nope. hear yeah what do you hear i put the songs together and i always have a general idea of like say bass or drums too and i always leave up that up to those guys so what'll happen is i'll write a song like top to bottom we're talking drums bass guitars 
and they're record all set. You, do, do, do you program those? I do. I do. Okay. I program in the beginning stages, and then I'll get with those guys, uh, and we'll play those, and we go, okay, this has got to do that. And then everything gets figured out, and then we actually re- you know, record the shit after we've jammed it a bunch of times. Gotcha. So do you write all... That's when it gets exciting for well, me too. Do you think of vocals oh, yeah. at the time as well, or I do, do you mostly? I have melody lines in my head, so I never write lyrics. Right. I do for myself, but not for thirty six. Right. So when, okay, so is, Brock is, is, is Brock solely one hundred percent thirty six? I love it. Lyric, I love it I, because I'm just like, awesome. dude. If I was a singer, I would sing my shit. And not somebody. We're gonna try and get him in here as well at at some point. Yeah, because I want to ask about the that side as well. Yeah, Yeah, totally. But I know he's all around, so it's tough to nail him down. But yeah, so I mean, if I was a singer, I I always thought like I wouldn't just sing someone else's lyrics. I would want to feel my shit and give it a hundred percent. Absolutely. So anyway, I always let him write the shit. A lot of times, he will send me. I wouldn't say a lot of times. I would say like. 15% 15% of the time, but he sent me lyrics and I go, Oh, I like those. And that'll give me like a vibe for a does song he send him? Does he send them just written out or with, with something he's singing? No, no. just written out. Gotcha. And gotcha. so I'll just read them and go, Oh, that's got yeah. that vibe yeah. to me. And however Perfect. it hits me. Perfect. You know how cool. you can like cool. either like hear a guitar part or a, a musical section and you just, it gives you a vibe. Well, Same thing I get from vocals. Sometimes I'll read something and be like, oh. Do you read books? I do. I'm a huge reader. All right, beautiful. Yeah. Massive so, reader. Tom yeah. Robbins. Tom Robbins is one of yeah. my favorite authors of all time. And I, I read his books. And sometimes I find myself in my head reading his words and having necessarily a backing track. Mm-hmm. of music that's to awesome. the story oh, he's writing yeah that's killer right right just because of words that are yeah they're portrayed same thing with lord of the rings like it was kind of amazing <laughs> i read lord amazing. of the rings long before the movies came out i had already read the books of yeah. lord of the rings and when the music when, when the movies came out and they had the beautiful scoring behind oh, all yeah. the scenes and i was like this is weird that it kind of sounds like my what I had in my that, head <laughs> that the book sounded in my head. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so you get that from lyrics when when he might send them to you. Sometimes he'll send me some shit, and I'll be uh, I will think I'll get a vibe in my head. You know, I'll oh be, yeah, I, it's just a vibe, and I've also noticed. So that being said. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this ties into it. That being said, I will also wake up in the morning and say, be thinking of the lyrics that he sent me Pre the night shit before. Pre-shit or post-shit? <laughs> uh, I always drink a pot of coffee before I shit because I okay. want it to be uh, yep, professional. Sh- okay, but do you shit? <laughs> okay, so so let me get this straight real quick. Just a side note, please. Yeah. Come back to your writing process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> really? What, you wake up in the morning. You said you do yoga every morning 6 to what? 6.30 to So you're an early you're an early riser. Every morning. Me too. Same, same exact time. Me too, you man. shit You shit post-yoga? Pre-yoga. Oh, you're way early. Oh, yeah. So okay. I wake up at 6 a.m., go out, drink a pot of coffee. Not a pot. It's the mini pot. Yeah, yeah, like four cups, right? Yeah, four sure. cups. 
added cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So literally two cups. Right. Gotcha. Um, so uh, I'll drink those. And I also drink always 32 ounces of water, first thing, with mm. lemon. I love apple that. Cider, right. Apple cider vinegar in it. Okay. Okay. And uh, Himalayan salt. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I Trace that. minerals, too. Really you good. have to get that. Yeah, so you cool. power that first thing. I mean, like your shotgun in a beer. Like, oh, yeah, God, yeah, God, yeah. God, you God, just God. get that water in your body. First thing, you're yep. done. It's like it's going to flush your system. Then I, I go and this. I drink. Yeah. Then I go drink the two cups of coffee. Then that's can when. I ask, can I ask what type of coffee? Oh, you know, not huge. Nothing major. I uh, uh, uh Folgers? Oh no 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 no. Oh. I mean I'll go I have a grinder, so I grind it. Oh you got whole I get bean. Whole yeah, bean. What yeah, what yeah. brand? What I bounce around, man, okay. you know? So, you know, I'll do some Starbucks. Dark roast, light roast? Oh, very dark. Very dark. Yeah. Very dark. Okay. Yeah. Us, us too. Yeah, us too. Yeah. We're <laughs> we're too. black, 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 black. Yeah, black. yeah, yeah. So when I when drank I drank I drank literal <laughs> no. cowboy coffee as a kid. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm okay. good. Yeah, so dark. I'm not yeah. sitting around drinking light coffee. So me and Mickey <laughs> will go <laughs> I love this. I love this. We we're addicted to coffee somewhat. Mickey way more than me. Mick's a nut job. So he does a whole thing where he uh four shots. Well, he he loves Dutch Brothers. So okay. we go to Dutch Brothers. If it's a painting day, we're going to go work. He'll do Dutch Brothers, but it's a four shotter in a 12 ounce cup. And so it's eight ounces oh, of coffee. Geez. Yeah. And then there's just a little splash of something on top. <laughs> and we like cheers each other, put it down, and show up at the job site like, let's fucking do it. Oh my <laughs> let's, God. Let's go. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. Maybe we'll play And Mickey control. has that with a big ass J. So, oh, you know, he's just on a whole different level than I am. We get along greatly. So, yeah. did I just do a Trump there and say greatly? I don't, I don't it's think, okay. I don't think greatly is a word. I don't think you're fine. It's not. <laughs> you can see our our Ash and Pikachu. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that was the Trump. Is, is firmly saying Oh, we're going to go hugely on this wall. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's an emergency, fuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So, wait, where were we at? Um, Coffee. Coffee? Yeah, yeah, what what brands? Coffee's a jam. But, but, oh, what, oh. but you just but but basically Regiment. it doesn't actually matter. Morning You're just Regiment. dark roast. You're a dark dark guy. Dark roast. I do the uh, I do the Starbucks. I do the Pete's. I do the okay. Uh, classic local. Do you like Joe's? Have you tried Joe's dark roast? I haven't tried Joe's. I I would rec. I love it. <laughs> For Good. me, the the Joe's because because it's a cup of Joe, right? Everybody's Ooh. always said forever it's a cup of Joe. So the Joe's yep. dark for me, Joe's dark roast is just kind of like a dark cup of Joe, and it it already says Joe on the bag. Yeah. I don't know. It it, it agrees to I me. I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm a, I'm a coffee fan. You yeah. Me too, dude. Yeah. It's I mean, ne- it's necessary. Both of our ladies work yeah. at coffee shops. Yeah, yeah, that's the funny thing. Both of our ladies so are we get baristas. Free so we get free for the most part. Yeah. We well, get this is bullshit. You oh, guys I are know. Free coffee getters. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, Just bragging about your coffee. It's kind of. <laughs> I I so we still so grind and my have normal. Coffee at home. Like right. I wake up in yeah. the morning. I wake yeah. up in the morning, go to work, and my normal every day is, uh, it's in a twenty ounce cup. It's a three-shot Americano. Mm-hmm. 
iced, iced Americano. Ooh. Not, 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 not hot because the hot, they have to add too much water to level it out. Yeah. So I have them fill a cup full of ice, pour three espresso. Keep it muddy. Sh- keep it muddy. Keep it muddy. <laughs> throw three shots right over that. Fill the rest with half and half. Boom. That's it. No flavoring, Living no nothing. Yeah. <laughs> just just three shots of espresso, a little bit of half and half in a 20-ounce cup Perfect. full of ice. Perfect. Last me the first three hours of the day, I just sip on that thing. And yeah. yeah, I start work at five, so I, it's a warm it, copy for me. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah he's an go, early riser. Yeah, I go, you know. Five? What's a five? Fucking uh Stock and shelves, man. I'm a retail worker at Walmart. No, I uh, I did that for four years of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Night stalker. Yeah. I uh, night I stalker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I uh, well, I manage the electronics department, so it's not cool. like it's all right. It's it's fun actually. You're doing your thing. I actually yeah. really enjoy the people, man. That's probably what keeps me going. It's just uh, seeing all the everybody, all the different walks of life, but. It gives me good writing material too, because I get to see people in like you know all stages, like beginning families, you know, if ending their life in a mark cart, you know, like you know, I mean it. <laughs> yeah. I really see it all, and so yeah, for me, it's really re- rewarding just helping them get their daily things and yeah, yeah, but yeah, fucking amen. You know, I've always <laughs> said, and I've always thought this too. It's the weirdest goddamn thing. Well, I guess it's not that weird because I think a lot of us, all three of us will agree with this, but is, and I've always thought this way and I don't understand why people don't, no matter what job you're doing, small or big, if you take pride in it and kick ass at it, Man, it gives you a level of pride. And I don't understand That's, why yeah. people don't understand that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, They're yeah. like, I'm not going to do that job. I'm like, what? Dude, okay. I, I, it's I, a, so baffling. To me. I will give, yeah, I'll give the, the, the perfect example because I, I, I hold the same, the same level of scrutiny with the amount of work you put into things. I, I look at, so I, I work at an, I'm a mechanic, but I work kind of like side by side with an auto parts store right so i'm in the same building i do installs to big parts that they sell so i look at the guys that stand at the counter all day and sell car parts to people who walk in and only want car parts right the only object of their day is to walk in ask for car parts and you sell them the car parts that we have if we don't have it you order it from the warehouse they'll have it later that day or tomorrow morning see you on thursday <laughs> you know like that yeah, that, that is that's literally ju- there's no solving solving problems no, at this point no <laughs> yeah. sometimes someone might come in ask for a weird thing that we have, but it'll take a couple days to get. And the amount of, like, people do as people do. Behind the walls of, of being a salesman or whatever job you do, the workers will always bitch to the workers. If there's any little thing oh, that yes. anybody finds, oh, my jobs, my boss said this, or hey, the manager said this today, or can you believe this person walked in and out? You know, whatever it is, there's always. And I look at these people that all they have to do is come in, clock in, maybe if we get a freight 
order. They have to put separate the new. Shit. They have to separate some <laughs> shit. Put a couple boxes of stuff back on parts, back on the shelves, and talk to people who are asking for the stuff on our shelves, and they treat it as if it is the biggest inconvenience to yeah. their life that they have. <laughs> like it is inconveniencing them as a human being existing on the planet to have to help another person who's in need. Oh man. Yeah. You're getting right? paid. <laughs> One, you're getting compensated for this, but you're also actually literally helping somebody like that alone mm. in a society without money would be enough. <laughs> I just, I have to stop myself from jogging at my job, and yeah. I know, like, I'm that. Please dorky, tell I, us, I'm that dorky ass guy, man. Like that you would see, and just you know, if you're that person, you'll be like, this is how I pre- like see myself when I help people. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I gotta calm down. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like, no, I, I know where shit is, man. But dude, that's I the other care thing. about my job. I and, actually get mad at myself mm-hmm. if I get mad about something. I go. Mm-hmm. Mellow out, dude. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Chill. You know, I've had this happen several times. Well, mm. it happens on you know a daily basis. But for example, just the first person you run into on the day, and you go, "Hey, man, how you doing?" or whatever. Even if it's just a nod, and the person just and goes, they go, "Hey," <laughs> gives you the tough guy. You're like. You just fucked my day, and now the rest of the fucking world has got to deal with me. <laughs> my wrath. <laughs> That's not the truth, but, you know, mm. it's the small things like that. So, you like, you go, you know, I've had this happen. You go out of your way, you, you know, you're it's 6.30 a.m. You're walking into a 7-Eleven to get... I'm trying to get a cigar or a black and mild or whatever. Sure. Because I'm going to need it after work. Yeah. So I get it now and then I can smoke it on the way home at 7 p.m. Right. Idea being is like, hey, what's up? You open the door for somebody. It's the g- I open a door for a girl. It was a black chick. And she looked at me and goes, like she wasn't. No word. Wasn't going to take Just my open face. door for <laughs> What? And I'm the kind of dude oh. that grow up leaving seats up. I do everything for women. I would do uh, the world. I mean, my mom is. Mm. You know, an angel from heaven. Yes. And I right. have yes. treated her that such my whole life. And Okay, let me guess. I just let don't me guess. get this. You live you live in a house with no women and you still put the seat down. Well, there's actually one chick in there. Okay. But, but we all have separate but yeah. Yeah. That's the theory. I yeah. mean, everywhere yeah. I go, I do that. And yeah. it's like I just don't I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just, it's so, this is where I'm going. It's a matter of disrespect. It's so easy to be cool, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. That's it. Mm -mm. It's so easy to be cool. And even if you get shit back in your face, just keep being cool, man. Because it's going to work out for everybody. Here's one thing that's dissatisfying to people. Being actually cool to all humans, right? Like, actually being cool in normal city life situations actually gets you more shit than you give. Yeah, it does. Being a truth in in the society we live in today, Mm -hmm. being a cool human 
most, even if it's not verbal, you walk through a store, you be nice, you smile, and you, even if it's not like a, a really hand raised in the air, hello to somebody, you give a, hey, how's it going? Yeah. With the eye contact and the head nod and everything that comes with the social interaction as you pass by somebody, most of the time they, what the fuck are you talking about? So yeah, they give you a look that means, "Are did you seriously yeah. acknowledge me as we walked by each other? We came from fucking Alaska. Yeah. We were hard oh, yeah, raised. Dude. We oh, came yeah. from a town of five thousand fucking people. Usually. You knew everybody. Your high school classmates became troopers. <laughs> Your high school classmates became troopers." Right, you would knew everybody. They were firefighters. You would go to city league basketball. One. You would go to city league Ish. basketball, and then you would go and see this person doing the same yeah. thing. At, like we, absolutely, everybody knew everybody. Now, yeah. now, anywhere you go, even back home, literally, even back home, people don't know each other. Yeah. They don't go out of their way to know each well, other. I'd say they Facebook know each other. Oh yes, okay. There's, <laughs> I'd say they know there's the, the names. Of there's the, the stalking. And, there's know. the Facebook. There's the snooping. There's the. Did you yeah. hear this thing about this person? About this person? Yeah. But, but it's only online. You yeah. didn't have the social gatherings. You didn't have action. There's none of that exists mm-hmm. like it did in our time. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I don't know if it's sad or what it is, well, but it is well, what it is. Well, it, well, yeah. ex- okay, it is what it is. Human consciousness is trying to catch up. Mm. We actually, evo- we actually yeah. evolved ideas faster than our, our consciousness. So yeah. you have people born 2005 and beyond the, 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 the era of MySpace slash Facebook. Mm-hmm. They're born to MySpace. My, MySpace was <laughs> the shit. shit. MySpace. MySpace wow. was the shit. Yeah. It was better. Way better. You had your top friends. You had all friends. You could have a song Didn't as uh, your what's his name? Buy it out. Yeah. Yeah. They cut it down. Yeah. Yeah, it made it worse. By well, the way, I put well, my page on there. Back on there. Well, on there if you guys want to add me on uh, MySpace. That's hey, that's let's do it. That's beautiful. (laughs) That's how we should all contact you. But back in the day, your profile, people would go to your song. Okay, here's the greatest thing. You would like, hey man, I want to see what my friend's up to. You would go to your friend's MySpace page. You would load up their page, and instantly you were met with the song that they wanted you to hear. That they wanted you to hear about what they were feeling. By the way, mine was. What's the Bill Murray movie, The uh, Life Aquatic? Oh, boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom, boom. Uh, that was mine. Anyway, that's awesome. Great. Um, <laughs> I, I had, I was great. Remember, I rotated through lots of. Fa- I remember, I remember the beauty of MySpace. I I went through a breakup, and it was a bad breakup. And I changed my backdrop because you could edit everything. Yeah. You could for, edit well, all that stuff. The thing is, is for a lot of people, that was their first time with code and actually yeah. like building coding. Oh, I gotta code. put code in here. Well, people didn't well, know what that you fucking wanted, shit was. Yeah. You wanted and like, how the fuck do right. I do that? You and wanted, you're dragon dropping, and that taught people. Do you want to change? Do you want to change just the color yeah, of four right. lines? Do you want to change just the color mm. of four lines? And of you text? learned how to manipulate code, right? You could manipulate code. You could make your pages look so individual yeah. right and i remember i went through a bad breakup <laughs> i made free. i made my page free, yo. free i made my page all black and white i put black <laughs> hole sun was my black <sighs> hole sun by Soundgarden was my fucking 
breakup song. Like I did all this stuff. I okay. Dude, that's my, one of my favorite songs. Here's what was crazy. My breakup lasted. My breakup lasted thirty minutes. I spent seven hours editing my profile page on MySpace. Everything was better to to make it look like I just broke up. Right <laughs> well, with everything. I don't want to laugh. Size. I knew him during this. I don't want to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but but that that was the beauty of that. Now it's everyone's other than pictures. Everyone's so pages fast. look yes. the same. Everything looks oh. the same. There's no individuality. People There's used scary. to make a statement. It's scary. Yeah, dude. They'd All leave right. a. They'd leave, like leave a statement. And they'd leave it, and then it would be like their thing for hours. It wasn't just like a tweet, 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 or a you know, yeah, ad. yeah. It's which is cool, and then also not, you know, it's great. Yeah, man. It's, in certain applications, but yeah, it's wild. All right, <laughs> it's all wild. Yeah, we're in the second hour. We're gonna go to this. This will be our first thing. Hmm. It's question time again. Oh, I'm a horrible question. Now it's time to no, I'm great at questions. These questions are only about you. <laughs> I'm gonna ask your friends some it's questions easy you might not know the answer to. Mm-hmm. It's question time. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we have jingles for everything. I love it. All right. The first one. Do you have any weird memories that you're not sure if they're actually real or not. Wow. I, I actually really love that question because mm. I had the craziest dream last night and now I have to remember it because I'm on the spot. Uh, what? what uh, yeah. Okay. Something from, from back in the day that you remember, but you're not sure if it's actually so, real. No, no, no. no. So this is it. So as a Kenai, or as a kid on the Kenai, I grew up at a place called Eagle Rock. Eagle Rock was about a 15-minute walk from my house. And I would go down there. And I started going down there when I was six years old, which is crazy now because I didn't even wear a life vest. Can you believe that? It's insane. Mm-hmm. And th- that was normal for my parents I to used, let happen. I used to walk and play in the Kisilov River as a kid without any supervision. It's insane. I mean, I was literally standing on the side of, of a river like the Mississippi that could have swept me aside and called me goodbye. The keen eyes, gnarly. Oh, he's got dude. it. Yeah. Dude, yeah. He's, oh, he's fine. It. So I went down there. Kid anyway, fire. so I used to go down there. Anyway, so the dream I had, I'm, I got to remember this dream and I don't remember it. Anyway, uh, the along the lines of it, were, and it's not going to be my exact dream because I'm not remembering it right. But anyway... It was, and this is last night's dream because I woke up to it. And anyway, there was somebody with me and other things happening. But the wake up of the dream was a uh, uh, very not successable, but successable. No, yeah. How do you, what is that? Was that right? Yeah, yeah. A uh, person. Uh, trying to take advantage of me as a kid, which is really weird. Wow. Yeah. Maybe too much for the no, no, podcast. No, no, not too much we are at all. Never there. No, no, no not dude. too much. So, so you had, so you had a dream about a weird instance that you're not sure. Oh, okay. That's so. What I used to do was, uh, as a youngster, 
And I was with my buddy Bobby Honeysett. I'm fucking just calling everybody please, out on this thing. Please. <laughs> anyway, Bobby no, Honeysett's hey, a shit. No one listens yeah. to this anyway. Yeah. So Come Bobby Honeysett, uh, <laughs> old buddy of mine, we used to <clears throat> break or we used to uh, sneak out of the house, uh-huh. go down to there, and uh, we'd go down to the river, which is a Kenai, which is like the biggest things <laughs> in the world. Yeah, the fucking Kenai. Yeah, man. Anyway, uh, go down the Kenai. And at Poor's Eagle Rock, yep, we used to go in and just uh, steal beers out of people's coolers while they were sleeping outside of their fucking. <laughs> did that so Dude, that was our. We probably learned that shit from stories about you guys. Yeah, man. probably. Like, are you fucking oh, serious? So everyone's asleep. Dude, I think we're it's family. Three a.m. We'd go in. We steal the beers. They have. You'd have three and just be like, I. Well, the, we, the we crazy thing is cooler rating. Cooler yeah. rating. Nah, it's total cooler rating. Three o'clock in the morning, they go to bed drunk. They have nine beers left in the cooler. Two go missing. Three go missing. They don't notice. Not a dog. clue. They have no idea. Oh man, we drank more than we thought yeah. we did. We'd hit yeah. different right. uh, license plates so, if they were Alaska plates. That's that's the uh, thing that the thing is based on. But in the thing, a guy catches me. And anyway, so wow. yeah, crazy. All right. All right, here's another one. Wow, fuck, that went south. No, no, that's <laughs> no. not south. That is actually beautiful. Um, all right, uh, your favorite video game? Well, it's got to be WoW because I spent the most time on that. Me and Thomas played. Oh, you played WoW. Me and Thomas did WoW for five years. Oh, were you in it? Were you in it? <laughs> that sounds in it. Dude. Okay, what, what did years, you play? What were you? What was your character? I was a uh, undead mage. You're an undead mage. I can't. I, I honestly. Hard baby, hard baby. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly wouldn't picture you as a wower. Me and Noonan did. Uh, oh, I get it. I believe it. I actually believe it because I I'm a huge gamer. So oh, yeah. for some reason, isn't it something like? You almost get the same satisfaction out of leveling up and doing the grinding portion yeah. of gaming, right? Yeah. When when you have a long, oh, I got to do my dailies, dude. I can't. You... I can't do this podcast. I got to do my dailies right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna sit here and do this podcast when I got to do my dailies. Oh, <laughs> You're yeah. gonna. You got to grind. When you got to grind. True. Dude. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, isn't that, that something like writing songs? Isn't I see, see. But that being said, it. It it uh, sends something towards my personality, yeah. which is I get up in the morning, I make sure the dishes are done, I make sure the laundry's done. Uh, I love that shit being done, and then mm-hmm. I go, all right, now I'll write a song or whatever. Yeah. Whereas if that shit ain't done, nope, can't do it. Interesting. Okay, so oh, so yeah. you know what I mean. I, I get it. Let's you go like back. Your tasks in let's, a sense. So like let's go back. Let's go back order. a little bit to. What you said earlier, as you never really felt comfortable in your skin, mm. right? Yeah. In in the way that your brain operates versus what you're constrained to being. I'm kind of gathering that now. Yeah. And and I really, I really feel that. Like I I I feel like my brain is wanting to do so much more than I can actually I'm confined to being able to be doing. Mm-hmm. Did you find that you had an outlet in WoW that let you be another little aspect of you that you couldn't be in reality? 
Maybe. I guess, you know, uh, the best way to explain that is, I don't, I don't know. How do I explain that? I guess the best way to explain how weird I am is <laughs> I so. Love I love it. If uh, If I wake up. Okay, so I'm a little militant on myself, I guess. If I no, wanna, if I want to explain that, please, way. please go, please. Yeah, so what you. I do is yeah, I please. wake I wake up in the morning and I go. If I wake up, do you, okay. Do you set an alarm? Yes. And you wake up on first alarm. You don't set a double. No. And if the alarm goes off, it's right. go time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's yeah, a, my man. Yeah. That's fucking it's fucking go time. Dude, no one does. That's that. what I was kidding, Just so you know, kind of getting. I'm at. the worst. Oh, dude. Well, no, 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 no. But <laughs> that's that's what I was kind of getting at. I love that. Is that <clears throat> when when I wake up, if I decide to just, I never turn my alarm off. So mm. if it goes off, I go boom. It's go time, and I get mm. up, always naked. Walk to the house because my room. You sleep naked? I do. Yes. Hell yeah. I'm a naked. I'm a naked sleeper. No panties. No underwear. Yeah. I sleep naked. Yeah. You cannot sleep naked. Yeah. The balls are getting long. But whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. The gray. The beard gets gray. The balls get long. I got my first gray streaks right out of the soul patch area. I got scared. Thirty three. Thirty two. It's great streaks, man. You're doing fine. (laughs) You'll be all right. right. No, yeah. uh, (laughs) Fuck, where are we at? Yeah. Sleeping, waking up. Yeah. So naked. Anyway, my alarm goes off. I I don't even have the option on there. I either get up or I don't. No snooze. So today, where's my phone? Right. Yeah. So today, Mm -hmm. I'll just show you guys. Thank you. But. This was my sleeping order was just a mess, <laughs> and it had nothing to do with you guys. But that's what I did. Oh, I love you. Track your sleep. Oh, I do it too, man. Yeah. I gotta. So I yeah, slept I from eleven everything. to two, and then I've been up since. Oh shit! So you've only you only had two and a half hour, two almost three hours of sleep. Yeah. What's normal for me is four. Really? Yeah, I don't sleep. So. Man. Okay. So I'm not quite and, that and, extreme. And you've been, and you've, <laughs> but I get up early too. He's 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 close to that weird. <clears throat> I'm at so five. Do you find? Do you ever have days where you just fucking sleep? Do you ever have a day where I nap? Catch, like a catch up day. Yeah. Your, your body goes, man. I'm just gonna go for twelve hours yeah. nonstop. Yeah. Sometimes, but I don't want to say it takes drugs, but it takes like. I'll need like a bottle of wine and uh, uh, something or something. Mm-hmm. And and I'll just like go like, dude, get some fucking sleep because I'm a maniac. And so. Have you been that way your whole life? My whole life. And dude, wow. I never sleep more than four hours. Mm-hmm. And I've always been that way. Which wow. is crazy. That's oh, yeah. nuts. Oh, yeah. But I look absolute... a little older than I should. And I, I don't feel think so. that way. So. But I don't think so. you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. dude, I'm like 45. I'm like, dude, I should look a little younger because I'm in shape. I'm doing all the right things, except I just can't sleep, man. I lay down, my brain goes into crazy land, and so, I go, whoa, and I gotta so, stand up. So, so, yeah. so maybe 
just maybe you need to um, meditate longer. Uh, yeah. I know what you're getting at. <laughs> the, at night. See his wheel. <laughs> he saw at, his wheel. At, at night. At night, yeah. I have a ritual when before I lay down. Before bed, you saying? Yeah. yeah, I have a ritual before Dude, bed. Give me the, give me the poison. Man. So, I'll so, do it. so here's what I do. Here's what I do. Do, you, do you lay on your back or on your side? I'm a back sleeper. All right, all right. Military, like this. Because you want to know what's funny? Wow. Can I tell you this right okay, now? Okay, okay. I noticed your time, your your clock on your phone military. was in military time. Yeah. I noticed that it was in sixteen hundred hours. It yeah. was in hundred hours. Yeah, and uh, uh, that's I. That's funny to me. Like well, it, it it's way. it's kind of, not funny, refreshing to me. Yeah, I like it that way. And and not I was a Boy Scout, not as militaries, but it it was drilled. It was drilled because we had failed military men who then led Boy Scouts. Oh, I thought it was twelve a.m. No, yeah. get it right, twenty four hundred motherfucker. Damn right. Um, anyways, um, I I I do I do my mindfulness at night. Every night I lay down, and it works. It works. Um, I don't. I I try and do it some mornings. I try and do it some mornings, but at nighttime is the time, because my 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 lady Beth, my girlfriend Beth, um. She's just as neurotic as me in in senses, and we both need sound at night to fall oh, yeah. asleep. I'm the same way. I no. fall asleep with the TV on every night. I set my TV timer so the TV turns off when I know I will. You know, I set my timer yeah. longer than I know I'll be awake. It was funny too. I like get, I go to sleep to fifties <clears throat> radio programs, which is weird, but I love that mm. old sound. Um, it's, yeah, that's cool. No, I like that. I like that. But I feel like all of our friends actually like needed to have the TV on. I'm like the only guy that like can just fall asleep in silence. Oh, I can. I can fall asleep in. Do you like it dead? uh, Dead quiet. I don't mind, but I do like a fan. I like a fan on, or you know, just a little. Talk to me about dark too, though. Oh yeah, I like it. You like it dark? Yeah. I yeah. don't, but so, I nap. So but here's a weird thing: but I the sleep dark very seldom too. You know? Gives me anxiety because of the claustrophobicness. Yeah, mm. like as soon as it starts getting dark outside, that's when I get weird. And I'm like, oh, I need a couple more drinks. I think I fall as long as you can so see fast. the perimeter. As long if I can see that, I'm way better. Yeah. So mm. why I, TV I hunting, on? Right. I go hunting a lot in Alaska. When I go hunting, I don't sleep in a tent. You sleep in a hammock? No, 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 no. I, cool. I, t- I take a tarp and make a fucking badass fucking thing. If it starts raining, a I'm hooch. good. I'm underneath. But badass I can see hooch. everything in front of me. Cool. Yeah. You back know. yourself up against a, a little... Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. That's my gym. I got you. If and, I'm in a tent, and, and, and I'm the like, right? the lean to, right? The lean to. It's the lean to. It's the lean to, right? In a hunting situation. Yeah. The lean to is your jam. I will not go lean to list. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's weird. I've I I've I gained the comfort in the wilderness. I was a Boy Scout. I yeah. did so much outdoors, so much craziness, so much winter, t- every, everything outsideness that I. What you want another beer? No, I keep smoking oh. the. Oh, you're fine, dude. Wall. The wall's sure. fine. <laughs> no, I. Yeah. The tent isn't doesn't bother me. 
Yeah. Anymore. The lean to made sense, but the tent doesn't bother me anymore. I just think that's cool. I just. <laughs> it, I started getting way into. Uh, it doesn't take the that fucking long. slingshot way up top. It's like, how are you going to get me, motherfucker? Right. Yeah. I'm just sleeping way up Man. in a tree. Like, I just love being outside. Like a fucking Ham- bird. Hammocks. God, I choose Hammocks outside make any the most day. sense. Hammocks make the most sense to me. Off the ground between two trees. Yeah, you're like 10 feet up. You're golden. Hammocks make the most sense, but yeah, Jade and I just got these bears need to eat at some point. (laughs) It is true, but you also fuck around with that shit, right? Well, hey, like have your weapon with you. I tell you what, we've we've gone so far. Let's go to um, our next segment of the podcast, which is the asshole of the week. Mm. We every week we express a piece of shit. (laughs) <laughs> Long throughout story short. our country that uh, we need to acknowledge and tell everybody how horrible he is so once again time and stuff bring you the asshole of the week the undercrusted cavities and the taints of the wicked the seeping piles of excrement of the human race these elected scumbags are the shit on your shoe the asshole of the week Asshole. So, our guy this week is Eric Porterfield. He's a, a lawmaker out of West Virginia. And he had some pretty, pretty fucking horrible things to say about the LGBTQ. And um, I, I, we'll we'll just let this video let him speak for himself. But if you can see, he is kind. Well, one thing: if anybody watches videos, he is blind. He doesn't have some crazy thing. He's just blind, but he chooses not to wear glasses because he has crazy eyes. Those were not anti-gay remarks. Those are anti-LGBTQ remarks that I make because they are political terrorists. Uh, they are probably the closest things to the Ku Klux Klan in the modern political era. So that was the first, the first thing that this that was fat, like a very interesting tie between two completely different. Yeah, things. well, like, not to, to, to deep, think but. that gay people are white supremacists is mm. kind or to, of or to a, tie tie the correlation. This is weird. It's very weird, but. That's not the weirdest part. He's already a piece of shit for just saying that. (laughs) But we'll go on. You have a adorable daughter and a precious son. This is an interview. What would happen if a few years from now... Hey. Did it really quit? No, you're good. Check the stream or check us. Two. Well, no, the the podcast is fine. All I can show is that we like to party. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just actually not reloading the stream. Hold on. One second. Let me do this. There we go. Yeah. BTQ remarks. And a precious son. 
-hmm. What would happen if a few years from now, when they're teens, young adults, they came to you and said that they think that they might be gay or lesbian? Well, I will address my daughter first, as I would uh, take her for a pedicure, uh, take her to get her nails done. This is the grossest part of all of it. Swim. If it was my son, I would probably take him hunting, I would take him fishing, and I'd see if he could swim. What do you mean you Look would at his face. Swim? I just want to make sure, oh. sure they could swim. <laughs> Look at that fucker. Yeah. He said if he found out one of his daughters or his son We're gay. was gay. He'd see if they could swim. He could swim. See if they, yeah. yeah. That fat blind motherfucker. <laughs> that was a I don't good even, suggestion. <laughs> but yeah. It, that's so unfortunate, man. So this like, guy's name is Eric Porterfield. He's a lawmaker. Uh, a politician out of West Virginia. And that just he, blows my fucking mind. West Virginia. And, and, mind, and he's our fucking asshole of the week because someone who would even, I mean, he's literally talking about his own sons or daughters. Yeah, they even mention it as a, like, uh, like he thinks it's a joke or something. Yeah. And he Look, just smiles his, at it. His face, that, that's literally the face that that motherfucker makes after talking about killing his own well, flesh well, and blood just, if they were gay. Just seeing if they could swim, right? Yeah. Just seeing if oh, they could yeah. swim. Just make a good old joke about this thing. Anyways. <laughs> you know. That was good, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's yeah, our uh that's Sometimes our asshole. I do of the voiceovers week. for commercials. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But uh yeah. Anyways, that's yeah. how gross that is. Anyway, let's go to a couple <laughs> other questions for you, man. Because this is fun. Would you rather be able to run at a hundred miles an hour <laughs> or fly at 10 miles an hour easily fly yeah oh yeah yeah just slow soaring yeah anywhere yeah i don't think i go anywhere i just go up <laughs> I love that answer, man. Just That's probably the best answer we've got. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> just go straight up. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> what? What? Smoke weed. It's the weirdest, weirdest answer. It's ever. the weirdest We're thing. Weed yeah. And it's not like I don't smoke weed either, by the way, boys. I just, oh, yeah. it just gives me anxiety. I does it okay so is it anxiety that you feel you can't deal with or is does it just show you a little too much that you don't want to see what you're asking right now is the questions that that's been going through my head for a long time since mm -hmm. i turned 40 ish um so i went through a lot of years where i smoked a lot of weed and i also went through a lot of years where i smoked zero because i was having such uh bad panic attacks or anxiety I don't know yeah. what the fuck you call them. Anyway, uh, but I've always uh, enjoyed smoking weed. It's always done me right. In the time. When I was good. But yeah. then other times right. I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's smoke a joint. Smoking fucking whatever. In the, in the old days, it was fucking J's and joints. I was like, let's fucking do these. Yeah. Right. And anyway, then... Uh, That's why I rolled certain, joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At certain spots in my in my life, they just went, and sure. I, was, I was like, okay, this ain't right. What the fuck? What's going on? And so it would just treat me wrong. Again, not anti that in any of way, because all my boys are that way. Uh -huh. It's just certain 
things treated me wrong about it and i'm like fuck i don't know what i'm getting into ever you know yeah i, I need but now that they're getting them like stonier or you know uh you guys know what i'm saying more sleepier ones yeah more indicas yeah. and stevas and indicas. all that yeah 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 so more, more knowledgeable like, and my guys give me that and uh for sleep like we were talking about how i sleep so shitty i will hit some weed and just be like yeah wait, wait, wait. crash out and i'll sleep the best sleep of my life and i'm yeah. like you yeah. know occasionally that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's good I, w- I wonder i wonder if it's just a matter of you know a, a lot of a lot of what i hear you maybe saying is overactive mind period Absolutely. right all the time. right completely overactive Never stops and you might just find solace in in maybe you know things between uh, maybe like we isolation tank or just other meditating at night maybe yeah. spending oh, like i was going to say when i when i lay down at night um i i think like i said when i think about a chair pushing into me i kind of just think about the bed pushing into me and I will think about breathing in on my normal breath rate. And then when I exhale, exhaling thoughts that are really plaguing me and thinking about Mm. and not controlling my breath and making me breathe in and out at a certain rate, but just my natural breath laying there lights off, everything off eyes closed or staring at the ceiling, whatever. And just when my breath naturally goes in, I recognize the breath in. And then when the breath goes out, I just kind of naturally expel thoughts and things that are rushing into my head or anything like that. And just kind of push them away from the moment that I'm trying to be in, which is falling asleep because I will lay there with my eyes open, bugging at a blank nothingness for hours. Yeah, that's me, dude. That's if, me. If, if I don't tell myself that I'm in an okay place to just shut my brain down. Because the crazy thing is, is when you sleep, for me, I don't I don't remember a lot of dreams. I don't remember. I don't a, at all. I don't re- I don't remember any. I, I hardly remember my time I'm out. Yeah. I hardly even at all remember it the time me out I'm out. I used to, but I don't know. So many people tell me, oh, I dreamt this. I don't remember a lot of my dreams. I'm also not a visual thinker. In a lot of people I know, um, there's actually. Do, do, okay. When somebody says, are you a visual thinker? As in, if somebody says, picture an apple in your head. Do you actually think of a picture of an apple like almost like you were looking at a TV screen picturing an apple or do you just think of the characteristics of an that make up an apple characteristics without seeing any visual represent okay think of your mother can you actually picture your yeah. mother's face in yeah. your head yeah i just did like a picture, like you would look at a picture. Yeah. Insta- okay. Instantly pictured my mother. Okay. So y- you don't have, I suffer from something called aphantasia, which is an actual thing where you, you don't 
picture visual like when I when someone says oh. think of my mom I I try I just know to I'd have to see her to think think of well, her Well well so I I don't get any visual representation in my head I remember my mom has curly red hair she wears glasses she has a nice big smile I I remember things like that and it's almost like a str- a coil or a string of things that make up a make description up really- of my mom. Yeah, I definitely thought of my mom, so but but you could actually see a yeah, a, a literal right fucking yeah. picture of her, totally. right? I can see a picture of her face right now. Yeah, yeah. right. And so so you're a you're a visual thinker. So you have a a a, a way of of perceiving uh events and things like that in the future that haven't evented yet yeah. as a visual as well. And people who ha- are visual thinkers like that, which yeah. most people I know are, yeah. have a tendency to be able, their visual cortex in their mind is cross contaminated for a lack of a better word mm-hmm. with their, um, with their, uh, uh, um, prefrontal cortex, just like receptors, yeah, which, which is their logic side. So yeah. a lot of people have to think of visual things before they can analyze them. So a lot of people find when they're falling asleep, when they brain, when thoughts rush against their mind, they also get images and they start kind of having, like they almost have dreams but awake, right? And mm-hmm. so you, you, you can almost picture the things yeah. that you're thinking about as you're falling asleep and you're laying there with no other inputs. Yeah. And so uh, uh, I don't suffer from that. I, I, I literally have no. And for, for a long time, I didn't know that I suffered from this. I just thought when someone said, think of a ball bouncing down a street, most people think and picture a literal street that they can picture in their mind with it. just the ball. Well, in, like if I said picture a street with a tennis ball bouncing down the street, the street has side, right the yeah. street picture has right sidewalks I can even right. smell it. with yeah, grass yeah, separating the sidewalks from the street. Yeah. yeah. Right, a partition of grass between the sidewalk and the street, but a tennis ball is bouncing down that street. You can Sometimes, picture, you yeah. can picture everything that, for me, for me, I go sidewalk is gray, grass is green, the tennis ball is green, it has stripes that swirl around the ball, and I can't actually see an image of a sidewalk or a tennis ball or anything. I remember the characteristics that define a tennis ball. So a tennis ball is green and it has an infinity sign of white that stripes around it. None of the lines of the green connect on two halves. None of the whites. A sidewalk, a sidewalk looks like a piece of cement that is almost the same as the pavement that lines the street. Tones are probably different, but grass can usually separate them by parallel lines of cement that are curbs, right? That's, for so for me to fall asleep, I have a better time separating images and things out of my head that are actually present to fall asleep. But I guess for what 
getting to a place where you can separate yourself from the moments that are coming into your head, like you were talking about meditation and finding your center. Yeah. Finding a place where the visions and the things that you are trying to create that are coming into you as something that is only trying to prevent you from resting is 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 the separation yeah you know no i know exactly what you're saying that's fucking deep yeah you know um yeah good oh it's yeah it's amazing um it's (laughs) it's some of those things that you tried i mean fuck yeah that's deep shit (laughs) <laughs> it's, uh, what you're saying is some of the things that I guess you're trying to figure out yeah. most of your life. You right, know? right. Because when you're laying down at night and you have nothing else to concentrate on, it's basically the time when you, your body is ready to fall asleep. Yeah. You, you feel physically fucking tired. Exhausted. Done. You're you're yeah. you're not wanting to lift an arm. You're, you're, you're just, running on fumes. You're just lay you <laughs> lay less. down and your arms are flopped, but all of a sudden your brain is like, "Hey, it's time for the Indy 500." <laughs> now we get right to, now we get to go over your life. Let's yeah, think. <laughs> right, right. And so at what's up at, at, <laughs> at that exact moment, what I try to do is I go, "Okay, this is something that I." always think about i always think about it's not particular to this time yeah but what is particular to this time is me stopping and actually resting so i do a mantra i do like a breathing exercise i i my dad taught me this when i was seven years old i literally sit there and i go i clear everything and i go and breathe in and then go sleep. But the word sleep lasts my entire exhale. The word sleep lasts my entire exhale. No matter how long or short you want to make those things, it's sleep. And you just do that exercise and you lay there and you just because words are pictures words are things words manifest into body morphous whatever your body wants word the words you say you can be happy and you can chant a happy a thousand times and be fucking happy like you'll end yeah. up laughing at your fucking self it's it's crazy uh-huh. and and so a th- something that mass for me is just saying the word sleep to myself yeah perfectly you you get your amazing it's amazing how simple some of these great remedies right actually can be for yourself you just recognize your breath take you recognize recognize your breath gotta recognize don't control your breath you recognize your breath on the word on you breathe in you fully recognize your breath in you're taking in everything around you it is you're filling yourself and then all you're exhaling is your want which is sleep and it clears your mind of anything else because all you're focusing on is one. Your dad's like a sensei, man. My dad's in crazy. A way, in a way. I want, I want <laughs> to hear something because Holt's here. Dude. Let's, let's, I, we have some shit my dad made when way he was. Way back in the day. 
In his, um, in his recording studio, right? Yeah, in my dad's recording studio. This is in the 80s, early okay. 90s. Um, first of all, somewhere in here, this is me at seven years old. <laughs> yeah. On guitar? Maybe even earlier than seven, probably four or five. Bad to the bone. So that was the kind of shit that I was oh, yeah, <laughs> doing, exposed Rocker, to young. Day one. But this is a thing. <clears throat> My dad figured at a young age that recording something for me and my brother when we were children and maybe children we had would be important, right? Um, and he made up fairy tales for kids. Mm-hmm. This is one for you. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Hello. I'd like to tell you a story about a dump truck. A big red dump truck. Big red dump truck's name was Harry. Harry lived in a big garage in Kenai, Alaska, and had a friend who drove him every day. And his friend's name was Driver Bob. And every morning, Driver Bob would come to the big garage and open the big garage doors and say, Hi, Harry, let's go to work. And Harry would go, Honk, honk. And he'd go to work so happy after Driver Bob started him up. And they'd drive down the road. And one day, they went to a friend's house and his friend said, Driver Bob, I need a bunch of gravel in my yard. And Driver Bob said, well, you know what? That's what Harry likes to do better than anything else in the whole wide world is go pick up gravel. So they went to the big gravel pit. It's a big hole in the ground and a big loader, yellow loader, put all the gravel in the back of Harry the dump truck and drove them all the way back to the yard where he Harry the dump truck would move a stick and the big end of the dump truck would tip up way in the air and all the gravel would come out and land on the ground. Well, they started at 8 o'clock in the morning and they made 20 trips that day. 20 times Harry the dump truck put all that gravel in the back and hauled it over to their friend's yard and him and driver Bob would put the gravel on the ground and they'd go back and get another one and boy, oh boy, oh boy, they made so many trips that, oh, Harry, the big red dump truck just got so tired that they decided they were going to go back to the big garage in Kenai, Alaska. And driver Bob said, well, maybe we ought to take a nap. And Harry, the dump truck said, oh, 
Hulk, Hulk. That sounds like a real good idea. So you know what? Driver Bob put Harry the dump truck in the big garage and turned all the lights off and Harry the dump truck went to sleep and he started having big dump truck dreams. Have you ever wondered what a dump truck dreams about? Hmm, I don't know. But I would think that big red dump trucks would dream about... I know. They would dream about going on the road and carrying lots of snow and dirt and rocks and taking it where some people wanted it or needed it and that would make him real happy. Hmm. Maybe Harry the Big Red Dump Truck also dreamed about having a friend. Maybe Harry the Dump Truck would like to have a friend to, to sit with in the garage because all night long Harry the Dump Truck would be there by himself because Driver Bob would go home because Driver Bob had a family too. Huh. So we don't know, but I think that Harry the Big Red Dump Truck would just have real nice dreams like all little boys and girls have real nice dreams about their mommies and daddies and dogs and kitties and babies. I don't think trucks dream about kitties and babies. They probably dream about baby trucks and having new tires and having clean headlights. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> that's we don't the know. End. I love that. We don't know. That's right. But... We do think that trucks have nice dreams, and they go to sleep every day, and they love making everybody happy, and that's what they like to do best. This is the most so important part. So you just part. remember, you're not a dump truck, but you can be happy and have fun and live happily ever after. Bye-bye. That's the most important truck, part. You're you not, can be happy. You're not a dump truck, but you can be happy. Yeah. And that's why we play that. My dad recorded that in the late 80s in his home awesome. studio. A, just a recording, man. <laughs> and it was about a dump truck <laughs> it was made who learned to be happy with the guys. worst job in the world. Yeah. Anyways. I, I, love that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I do too. So good. Fuck yeah. All right. One more question for you, Holt. Oh, shit. Let's do it. Nope. Oh, are you, are you sure? No, I'm kidding. If you were to be reborn, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Would you rather Jesus? Be... No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which <laughs> he kind of already answered the question. Uh, if you were to be born again, would you rather be born in the past or the future? Past. When? Mm, now you got me. Yeah. Now I'm leaning towards the future. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the question: is yeah, is cool. past or future, and how far into either one? When? I think I'm gonna go to the past. Yeah. Again. Man, I don't think. Crazy amount of backwardsness. Mm. I think I would go. Yeah, it doesn't have to be far. 
I mean, I, I think I would have liked to see like the sixties. Not because of music or culture, but just to see the country simple in turmoil. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But wow. in, in in simpleness but turmoil at the same time. And compare it to Learning. now's time. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiled people. Yeah. <laughs> What's crazy is I always thought for me I would like to be seventeen. I would like to be a seventeen year old in six nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. If I could have been born in a different time, I would have been born in the late 50s, or I mean, early 50s. So I would have been 17 and 69. So I'd have been born in basically 52, right? Born in 1952. I would have been 17, 17, 18, and 1969. I would have been early 20s at the time of Woods, or same time at the time of Woodstock. All that stuff would have been going on. I could have bought a badass, a badass used muscle car at 21. Bought a 69 Camaro for a couple hundred bucks. Literally 28. You know what I mean? Yeah. Use a couple hundred bucks. You know, you could have all that stuff. You could have seen everything happen. You would have seen men put on the moon as a kid. You would have seen. God. You cheap, I don't cheap, know. Was that a conspiracy? Cheap gas. Men, <laughs> well, Super uh, I, so I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the eye looks for the men on the moon. Um, right, uh, uh, I would, I would put it this way. My official consensus is we actually went to the fucking moon. Not everything that we see as public information about moon landing mm-hmm. videos are actual real videos. Exactly. Some of them. Could have been, hey, it's 1974. Our cameras aren't that fucking good. We're actually going to the moon, but guess what? Our film from the moon. Our film tape doesn't pass the the Van Allen radiation belt, and they get overexposed by radiation as we go through the radiation belt. Mm -hmm. So we're going to create some double videos thanks to Stanley Kubrick. And uh, this is what it. Would have looked like on the moon if these videos were actually from there. Mm-hmm. But we did go to the fucking moon. Like I, I, I don't I, doubt it. I a hundred percent believe human beings have stepped foot on the moon. Yeah. I a hundred percent believe we did. Do we have all of the video we watch is that legit really from that time? At all. Nope. <laughs> I. Nope. I have a. In fact, I will pull this up right now. That's because funny because I absolutely adhere to your exact same theory yeah i believe we went there but i don't believe those videos are all real now i do also believe from like apollo 15 apollo 16 apollo 17 the the last few missions technology was a good i believe we have real video from later missions and i even actually believe that we do have some credible real video from earlier missions that lasted the trip I believe we have some stuff that is credible. All of it, no. In fact, this is how I feel about it. Oh, yeah. Skeptical snake. <laughs> Just a little snake. Pretty Feeling pretty skeptical right now. A little squinty eye. You know what I mean? What about this? How about this? 
What about this? Skeptical hippo. You know what I mean? It's just a hippo that's all too skeptical about the situation that's going on right now. That's how I feel about the Apollo moon moon landing. But um, (laughs) apart from that, Holt, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Yes, thank you, guys. Thank you for fucking joining us for this. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to... uh, Get to learn so much about you. Mm. About kind of, about kind of an uh, asshole, but you know. No, <laughs> no, no, man. If okay, if you're an asshole, I'm an asshole. <laughs> oh, I'd say we all equally are. Well, yeah. and which makes sense <laughs> by the amount of times I've been called one. Um, no, I mean it's pretty get. It's pretty easy to get me to babble along about fucking. You know, I'm just fuck. I love people. I love hanging out with people. Always been that way. Yeah. So whenever you want me to come over and babble, I'll do it all night. Let's do it, man. Dude, this is fucking good, man. <laughs> um, again, everybody, this has been an episode from A Journey Through Time and Stuff. You can call us, our hotline, 971-801-8378. If you have questions, comments. Concerns. Concerns, <laughs> anything like that. But we know nobody fucking listens to this podcast, so none of you That's will. a going joke. Call. It is. It's a running joke. We get some calls sometimes. Good. I Def- like calls. Definitely. <laughs> um, but anyways, everybody, this has been an up another episode, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, bye. Oh, drive like you know each other. Gargle balls. Gargle balls. <laughs>